Early Bird Chat is recorded from my weekly live stream on my YouTube channel, where members of the audience are invited to either join the panel or join in the comments to discuss current news and events, along with other general topics of interest in a long-format discussion. Welcome, one and all, to the Early Bird Chat. And now, here's Gizzard Gary. And good morning, everybody. And welcome to Early Bird Chat number 153. I am your host, Gizzard Gary. And uh, I'm joined this morning by uh, Rich White from the Unloaded Media Channel. Good morning, Rich. Good morning. Glad to have you aboard. Uh, it is... don't know if I mentioned the date, so I'll mention it again. It's uh, Sunday, October the 9th, 2022, so... Let's see who we've got out there in the audience. DM Foss is the first one in with the hashtag EBC153, which reminds me I need to open up my giveaway tool and get that going for later this morning. So uh, let's go ahead and get that going so I can start capturing uh, entrance. So anyway, that's out there. Uh, Buck is out there. Tactical FUD from the state of Arkansas. Good morning. Gun websites, third thumb up. Thank you for hosting each week. Thank you. Sam of Anarchy 92. Hello. How, hello all. How things going? Hey, Sam. Uh, we have John Z. Mo EDC. Good morning, Gary and fellow cluckers. And, of course, we have Kingpin with two thumbs up out in the audience. We have 500 Magnum out there. Welcome, Rich White, of course, doing double duty. We have Chris from the 740 out there. Good morning, everyone. And Brian Bridges, he says, today is a wonderful day, which, of course, it is. Uh, tacos and French fries, the great American breakfast is out there. Hey, good morning, guys. X Adam one says, today is my last day before I go on days off. All right, so let's see. We have uh, BWAT75 says, hey, hey. And uh, Block9 says, good morning, Gizzard Gary and everybody. Uh, Brian Bridges says, 500 Magnum morning. Yeah, there we go. He's saying hi to 500 Magnum, actually. Uh, let's see. Uh, haven't missed anybody else. So we have 14 out there in the audience. So, uh, yeah, we've got a poll out there. In case you haven't noticed it, uh, we've got 12 votes out there in the poll. The poll says, what kind of fun stuff have you done or plan to do this weekend? And your possibilities are shopped for guns and or ammo, shooting, hunting, or at an event, both of the above, which would be awesome, or neither, sadly, maybe next week. And unfortunately... Uh, 33% said neither, sadly, maybe next week. Uh, 17% did shop for guns and or ammo. Uh, 25% said shooting, hunting, or at an event. And 25% said both. So, yeah, two-thirds of our audience has done something pretty cool this weekend. Uh, X Adam one says, I will go shooting for sure. How about you, Rich? No, we were supposed to go to an event and weren't able to, so didn't get to go. So, uh, yes, I had to vote for the bottom answer. I didn't get to shop for any guns or ammo, but I was as 
was at an event and got to shoot yesterday at TriggerCon 2022. Uh, as anybody who's followed my channel, maybe maybe seen my YouTube short or saw some of my Instagram posts, uh, uh, wasn't there a long time, but had pretty good time there along with the gun snob. Always good to see Snobby, and I'll see him again here in another month or so. And I know we'll see a few of you out there in the audience at Wanamaker next month. So, uh, yeah, if you can make it, love to see you there. I see uh, old Crankman is out there in the audience. He says, I want a 3D printer this Christmas so I can make vacuums. <laughs> All right, if that's possible. Uh, Defense Dad says... I think we all need some Godzilla chicken to wake up this morning, Gary. What is Godzilla chicken? Hmm. I guess I'd try that. Uh, TJ Persickety from the state of Florida is out there. All right. Welcome, TJ. Uh, hopefully, maybe he'll come to Wanamaker. I don't know. Tacos and French fries says, wish I could go to Wanamaker. Maybe in April. Well, hope so. Uh, maybe we can get rich there one of these days. Somebody'd have to go get him and bring him, but hey, never say never. And maybe I could get up to the Great American Outdoor Show sometime. I'd really love to do that, too. That's always seemed like a fun time. Yeah, there's a lot to see there. It's not quite as big as SHOT Show, but there are a lot of vendors. And you got more of a mix, because it's not just uh, firearms. And it's, uh, not fire just a sh it's not just a short event. It's like two weeks or something like yeah, that. Yeah, one and a half weeks, somewhere around there. Yeah, it's like ten days. So it sounds kind of similar to, in what all's included in it, more like a... Uh, SHOT Show, because SHOT Show is shooting, hunting, and outdoor trade, so you're going to see a lot of camping and boat-related oh, yeah. stuff. That's, a lot of people don't realize that about SHOT Show. It's not just firearms. Yeah. I meant to say NRAM when I said that, but yeah, you get you got what I was going for. Right. If I said SHOT, yeah, I misspoke. I meant oh, I love seeing all that stuff. You know, you get to see the camo, you get to see all right. the camping gear, the knives, that's all part of it. <clears throat> when yeah, you go yeah. to SHOT Show, not only are the gun manufacturers there, but all the knife manufacturers are there as well. Yeah, And the, same the, way with NRAM. So. The place where they have it up there in Harrisburg, it's four buildings that are connected by hallways, essentially. Mm -hmm. And you'll have stuff lined in the hallways. That's where you'll have like people selling patches and knives and stuff will be like in the hallways. And then there will be rooms set for, for specific things. Like You have a room that where, where it's nothing but boating stuff then you'll yeah. have another room it's nothing but fishing stuff in another room it's nothing but you know archery and that's where you also have your camping stuff and then you have the one room where it's firearm stuff so there's diff there's four different buildings with basically four different themes to each one of them well what's cool is you've also got stuff you know uh Pet related, you know, stuff to take care of your hunting dogs and stuff like that. They've got that too. You name it, mm -hmm. they've got it somewhere. Uh, Mystic Guns is out there. Mystic, I saw your husband yesterday. You have not done him in yet, anyway. Uh, Tacos and French Fries says, Gizzard Gary, when you retire, are you going to do a show every day? LOL. 
just kidding. Eh, I doubt that very seriously. I don't know if I'm up to an everyday. What would I have to say that people would want to hear every day? It's bad enough I have to save up stuff for weekend shows. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, the birthday uh, had, girls out there. Who's that? The birthday girls out there. Birthday, that's right. I forgot about that. Today's Mystic's birthday. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Happy birthday, Mystic. Yeah, Stacey happy Mystic. birthday. Does that mean she's what? Uh, what, 35 Enough. maybe? Something like that, I think. Yeah, another yeah. year older than Snuff. Yeah, I think that's about <laughs> right. <clears throat> we won't go into exact numbers. Well, she says 21. Wow, Snob's in trouble if that's the case. Because they've been together for several years. Uh-huh. <laughs> that implies a lot of things. <laughs> but yeah, now if Rich wants to, uh, we can sing happy birthday to her. But, uh, I don't think that's a good idea. You don't think it's a good idea? <laughs> well, no. if we get if we could get the gun snob on here, then maybe he he could sing happy birthday to her. Live and on the air. Come on, it, it's her birthday. She needs one day where he's not annoying her. She lives with the guy. I know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to take him away from her for a while yesterday, but I know he went home. <clears throat> uh, so some happy birthdays out in the audience. Thanks, guys. And I'm sure she thanks you, too. Uh, but, yes, uh, happy birthday. Now, we had a question out there that I can't answer or actually a statement that I can't comment on. Uh, 500 Magnum says, it's a bummer the 500 Wyoming Express didn't take off. I don't know anything about that. If we had some caliber experts out there. Uh, can't if we had single shot on here, by golly, he could talk about that. Yeah, I, I can't comment on that one. I don't I don't know that one. Maybe one of our reloaders, you know, Chris from the 740, he's a reloader. He might know something about that. Uh, let's see. Defense Dad says, no Godzilla chicken? I'm sad. Will somebody tell me what in the world Godzilla chicken is? The, the little video clip you have of the chicken with the Godzilla. Oh, he wants to see that. That's what he wants to see. Oh, Okay, which one? Are we talking the one with the herd of chickens, or? I think he's talking about the one where it's just the solo, like, I think it's a rooster, where then you know, they open this beak and it's the Godzilla roar. Let me switch over and see if I still have that somewhere. Hmm. I'm going to have to find that. I don't know where it went to. Whoops. I didn't mean to change background. I was looking through some of my alternate profiles here. Let me see if I can find that for him. He says, I freaking love that clip. Uh, Crystal Persicity is out there in the audience. Talk about people that recently had birthdays also. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I'll tell you what. These young gals out in the audience. Uh. So anyway, so let's see, I'm looking at the poll, it's getting worse. 47% of my audience hasn't done anything fun this weekend, don't have anything planned that's fun. That's sad. 
Well, hopefully next week. Uh, Mystic says, trying to type quietly in the dark because we don't want to wake up Snob. You want me to text him? <laughs> I can't believe he's still asleep. It's 9.13 in the morning here in Central Time Zone. And I know we didn't keep him up that late. We did have an off-air chat last night, but we weren't really on that late. So She says, oh, God, no, don't wake him up. Crystal says, Libras are the best. You spelled Aquarius wrong. Not that I believe any of that hooey about astrology or any of that stuff, but... Uh, John Z says, snob singing is like a person in labor. <laughs> wow. Uh, Chris from the 740 says, I shot a steel challenge match yesterday. First one in two years, and it showed. Well, I'm glad you got to shoot. And I'm sad that, uh, I'm guessing you struggled a little bit. Uh, TJ says, I'm calling him. <laughs> I could do that, too. But I like my life, so I won't. Because I'll probably see Mystic here in about a month or so, and I don't want to get hurt. She also has a taser. <laughs> that, could, that could end badly. But yes, I did go to... <clears throat> I did go to TriggerCon 2022, which, luckily for me... Took place in Fall River, Kansas, which is an hour and ten minute drive from here. And about a two hour drive for the gun snob. So, uh, yeah, we got to meet up. Uh, there was not a big crowd there. It was the second day. So, there was not a big crowd. I, I heard the crowds were bigger on Friday than they were yesterday. We got there right at right as they opened, right about... They opened at 10 o'clock. Snob and I got there about 9.30-ish. And we were there till I think, 12.30, 1 o'clock in the afternoon before we took off. But uh, it was a fun time. There were quite a few vendors at the main entrance. You actually had to park in the middle of a field, a rather large kind of a rolling pasture, and then they had a, an actual bus that would take you across the pond and over to the to the main building where everything was headquartered, and there were a bunch of vendors set up in the parking lot there. And then they had uh, shuttles, they had vans, golf carts, etc. They later actually had a wagon with hay on it that you could sit on so you could actually ride on some bales of hay to the various ranges that were spread out in the countryside. They had a general purpose range. They had a long distance range and two suppressed ranges. And so we spent most of our time on the general purpose range. Uh, actually, with the light crowd and everything, we got to pretty much shoot everything we wanted to there. And uh, got to meet with several vendors and... It started out kind of cool, kind of cloudy, but the sun broke out pretty soon. It got into the low to mid-60s and was actually quite a pleasant day. So uh, it was a short day, but a fun day. And it was close enough that 
I didn't have to spend a lot of time on the road, so, uh, yeah, maybe we'll look at some of my stuff on Instagram here in a little bit, but, uh, so, uh, what other fun stuff did you guys out in the audience do today? While you were talking about the, uh, shuttles and everything, you know, when you go to the Great American Outdoor Show, depending, if you're not there real early in the morning, when mm-hmm. they first open the door, before they even open the doors, you're not going to get parking close. And they have parking lots stretching for like two miles. And they have either a school bus or, if you're lucky, one of the charter buses that they have that they work that work as shuttles is taking people back and forth from the exposition center to the various parking lots in the area that people park at. We actually rode from the parking lot. We got on this. I guess they rented a party bus. That's what it said on the outside. It said party bus or something like that. And it had kind of like the the uh, rope lighting on the inside, kind of purple, you know, funky spotlights and stuff like that. It is a rather interesting ride. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and... Uh, I mean, the bus was only about half full, so it wasn't too bad. Yeah, I swear the one day we went, it wasn't this year, but um, back in 2020 when we went, because they didn't have it in 2021, obviously. We got stuck on a kindergarten school bus. So I swear <laughs> my knees were so, I could hardly sit down in the seat on the bus. <laughs> they were really close together. Wow. So there were people all over from uh, from Rainier Arms who were kind of the host of the event and uh, telling all about what all was going on. They were very welcoming and very nice. They were all over the place. Thought it was interesting when we first got out. And I want to say hi to Orange Nine out there. He's out in the audience. Good morning. Uh, got out of the bus and there were uh, Kansas State troopers. A couple of them out there. I thought maybe they were out there to keep the peace or something. It turns out that Kansas Highway Patrol actually had a booth there, which was interesting. I got some. Uh, I got some swag from the Kansas Highway Patrol. One of the first times they gave me something that I enjoyed receiving from the Kansas Highway Patrol, <laughs> let's just say, including, I'll show you guys this. You might enjoy this. I don't normally run my camera during the show, but uh, you might like this. Let me make myself full screen. So here on the one side, it says it's got the Kansas Highway Patrol emblem. And it is a stress ball, but it's actually shaped (laughs) like a campaign hat that the troopers wear. Well, kind of roughly, anyway. I just thought that was hilarious that they made stress balls out of the hats. Well, that's for after they pull you over and give you a speeding ticket, you can crush their hat. (laughs) Yeah, they hand hand those out with tickets. (laughs) So, yeah, I got that and a keychain and a couple other things from them. So, uh, 
Uh, 500 Magnum says, RIP to the 41 Action Express. I want it back. Warsaw Patriot is out there in the audience. Good morning, Warsaw. Taco's well, French Fry says, pretty cool, Gary. I thought it was cool. Yeah, the problem with the 41 Action Express was there was already a 40 Smith & Wesson and 357.6, so it was pretty much a dead on arrival cartridge. It, it just, there wasn't anything that the 40 or 357.6 did that the 40 Action Express didn't do. I mean, you know, the other way around. So there was really no reason for it. I mean, that, Sarge always makes the joke that 40 is around the note. You know, it's basically a answer to a question nobody asked except somebody did ask and it's called the FBI but Sarge wants to ignore that fart when it comes to 40 but with 41 Express no Action Express nobody actually did ask for that that was just something the Israelis came up with as a competitor for 40 Smith and Wesson and nobody wanted it am I the only one who likes shooting 40 Smith and Wesson no I, I have a few, I have a couple of them so, Pat in a Bunker has joined us, and Warsaw Patriot says, Gizzard Gary Rich's logo isn't showing. I had the same problem on Foul Territory Friday night. I could see it on StreamYard, but for some reason, it didn't show on YouTube, and I basically had to go in and reselect my logo in StreamYard. Make it go away and come back, and for some reason, I don't understand why it did that. So, Pat, what's up? Oh, not much. Just had a little bit of time this morning to jump in to say hi, and uh, definitely in the full swing of harvest right now, uh, but we're on soybeans, and if anybody knows anything about uh, harvesting soybeans, usually we get pretty heavy on the dew here this time of year, and uh, it's very, very hard to cut in the morning, so we do not harvest soybean first thing in the morning so we got to wait for everything to kind of dry out before we can shell soybeans so so yeah break so this so this is uh i know here they do two usually two soybean crops a year so is this a second late season crop or no we only get one season up here in the north up this way um so yeah it's just too wet right now and just making up some biscuits and gravy for the family and yeah thought i'd jump in and say howdy oh yeah uh let's see sam sam says they they must have them stress balls a lot on the job yeah uh tacos french fries says police should do more public relations stuff like that i agree single shot says good morning all i'm on a different phone my truck's still down my other phone crap Oh, man. Sorry to hear that. Uh, see, Sam of Anarchy says, 40 Smith & Wesson is a great round. I have a lot of fun shooting 40 Smith & Wesson. So, Nathan Cruz is out there, and he says, I was going to watch a LifeCard 22LR video, but saw you were live. What's your guy's honest opinion on it? Well, Pat, you shot the LifeCard. What would you think of it? Oh, I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was definitely a, a fun little competition we had there. <laughs> so, um no, I I think it was kind of neat to shoot something like that. Um I think once a guy put 10 15 rounds through it and knew exactly where the point of aim is on it, I you know, 
it's just something like that with the sights being so crude the way they are. You know, it just takes a little while for a guy to get the hang of it. But well, uh, yeah, out of necessity, it doesn't have sights. But uh, and I, Trailblazer Firearms, who are the makers of the lifeguard, happened to be at TriggerCon yesterday. So I got to talk with Aaron Voigt, which I've spoken to him several times, and uh, he's the owner and creator. And I told him the story of uh, Thunder on a Prairie <laughs> and how that uh, contest uh, came to be. For those who are new and haven't heard the story, we were going to have a a uh, closest to the closest to the target, closest to the bullseye competition. And uh, the gun that they were going to use, they forgot to bring, so we were trying to figure out what we were going to use. And I said, well, I just happened to have a Trailblazer life card with me that even I have not shot yet. And so we came up with the idea, okay, everybody, they don't get any practice at all. Everybody gets one shot at the target, and we were like, what, 10 yards? And, uh, of course, Yeah, we were. (laughs) Oh, I I was just going to say, yeah, we weren't very far away. I think we were only like seven. Was it seven? I couldn't remember. We were pretty close. Nobody got to practice. So, and nobody had ever shot a gun like this before. And uh, if you've ever seen anything about the lifeguard, it's not exactly like shooting anything else. Got very rudimentary sights. And, uh, but uh, everybody took a shot at it. And uh, it was, I think everybody had a lot of fun with it, actually. And uh, yeah, DJ Play Nice happened to get one within six inches of the bullseye ended up winning the thing but uh yeah we had a lot of fun with that aaron aaron thought that was great that i got to show it off and let everybody play with it i said yeah i said everybody thought it was pretty cool uh they had never seen or gotten to shoot anything like that before so i said i think i exposed a lot of people to the lifeguard they might have seen it but they've never got to shoot one and uh, so, uh, and I got to shoot the, for those who don't know, they make, they've got a rifle coming out, a carbine, and it's a folding, you'll have to watch a video on it, but I actually got to shoot it for the first time yesterday, and that thing is going to be awesome. I think it's released going to be released this next week or something like that. It's rather pricey, but I sure would like to have one. Single Shot says Got to Roll will be listening. Uh, let's see. What else is going on? Vanessa Kitty is out there. Good morning, Vanessa Kitty. Orange Nine says 40 S&W. Why is it called short and weak? Because I- it's a... T- the 10 millimeter fanboys were butthurt because 40 Smith and Wesson was selling more than their 10 millimeter was. And so they came up with the short and weak to yeah. try and make it seem like a wimpy round. And that's, I mean, that's it in a nutshell. I guess it's wimpy compared to 10 millimeter, but I, I think it's a heck of a lot of fun to shoot personally. And I own a couple firearms chamber in 40 Smith and Wesson. 
it's not the cheapest round in the world to buy, but as far as fun at the range, I mean, it's got a nice snap to it and uh, easy to keep on target, though. And uh, I like it. Do I like it better than 9mm? <clears throat> I don't know about that. I'd put it right up there with it, though. But you, it's kind of fading away, unfortunately. Uh, Warsaw says, uh, I want to address something. If you ever shop on eBay, do not buy any optics on, do not buy any optics on there. Shop at a retail site for it. <clears throat> There's a federal notice for ITAR for international reasons from eBay. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. There might be some people out there. In our poll, 30 votes. We've only got 15 people in the audience, but we got 30 votes on the poll. Wow. Uh, 23% shopped for guns and or ammo this weekend. 10% went shooting, hunting, or attended an event. 13% uh, said both of the above, and 53% said neither, sadly. Maybe next week. Uh, Nathan says... Uh, Thanks for the review and a very cool story. Now my follow-up question. Is it worth the buy, fellas? That's totally up to you. The life card is not an inexpensive firearm. It's going to be close to $300. Maybe a little more to pick up for something you're not going to shoot that, that much. So unless it's more of a novelty thing. Or something you could keep for, you know, a backup EDC. But uh, <clears throat> if you don't have a whole lot of money and you're trying to decide what firearm to buy, I think I'd, I'd look elsewhere. But if that's the only way you can carry, then, you know, who am I to say whether it's worth the money or not? If that's what you want, you know. Uh, 500 Magnum says 357 Magnum is way more powerful. Yes, I know that. Yeah, and uh, that, there's so a 50 AE. There's all kinds of calibers that are more powerful. That's not the point. Yeah, <laughs> but there's a yeah, but to that 357 Magnum is okay, more powerful. <laughs> I have a 125 grain 357 Magnum that's not as powerful as my 135 grain 40 Smith and Wesson round. It all depends on who's loading it. That's right. Uh, Vanessa says, I vote 44 and 357 Magnum. Uh, John Z says, Lifeguard's motto, at least it's not an Altor. Uh, well, the one thing the Altor's got going for it is that's about a $100 gun. Uh, on the other hand, it's not quite as easy to carry. I mean, if you got something that looks like a glue gun in your pocket, it's going to look a little different in there than something that's shaped that's exactly the size of a credit card, which a life card is. Uh, let's see. Excuse me one moment here. Sorry about that. Uh, Sam says, I put 40 on my list for self-defense rounds. Granted, I don't carry it all that much. John Z says, take my CCW next week. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Orange 9 says, Staccato owners should check out Chili Grips. 
Convert your 2011 to an all-metal gun. Nice. And Pat's got a combine out there in the field. He must be done with breakfast. Hey, he's, that, that's not a three-wheeler he's running. <laughs> no, not quite. Uh, they're just getting the uh, second combine set up. We did a test on some soybeans. And right now I'm moving a pivot out of the uh, other soybean field right now. And uh, just come down to check on it, make sure it's still running, make sure it's still moving. So it's not too far away from the bunker. So just run down here to check on it. So they're just our your robot in there. There's that. A little better. You must be kind of in a weak signal area. Yeah, a little bit. So. So John says, Buck, I know I don't need CCW here, but any training is still training. That's true. And in most states with a CCW, when you go to buy a firearm, you don't have to go through the background check, which is nice. Uh Buck says, I've seen an Altor in Tulsa for sale for $400. Wow, that's way too much for an Altor. Now, the question is, did Snob sell it? <laughs> now, Snob still got his. <laughs> uh, Triggerfish45 is out there, says, good morning, fellas. Good morning, Triggerfish. Uh, Vanessa says, our permit class was in Connecticut. We're eight hours. Towards the end, we had the range test on five rounds of revolver and five semi-auto. We had 25 rounds at our range test, all from whatever gun you wanted to shoot. Uh, I believe you had five rounds at. What was it? Five rounds at five yards, 10 rounds at seven yards, and 10 rounds at 10 yards. And it's a rather large target you had to shoot at, so if you missed that, you just. You're in trouble. He had to hit 16 to 25. I got all 25, of course. Sam of Anarchy says, 44 and 357 are fantastic. I want certain guns in those calibers. Uh, I want all kinds of things. John Z says, 20 round here, Vanessa. Just getting CCW state to state. That's another good reason to get one. That's a very good idea. Forgot about that, but you're right. Which is one of the reasons I got mine. It does help for reciprocity when you're traveling. Yeah, that's why I got my West Virginia. Plus, I didn't have to pay anything for it and didn't have to take any tests because all I had to do was show veteran status and didn't have to pay or take the test or you know go to the class or anything. Now, if you're the kind of person that rarely travels out of your state, it might not be worth it for you now. Yeah. Me, on the other hand, I go to Wanamaker twice a year. I've got children that live out of state it's not uncommon at all for me to cross the state line so yeah i found i started the process to get the maryland one because you know it's stated multiple times i live right on the border with west virginia and maryland and we have to go to through maryland routinely especially for like going to pennsylvania and found out that 
veteran status also precludes me from having to take the firearms class in that state, which is good because that's a 16-hour class for Maryland. Wow. Let's see. Vanessa says, yes, one would think Connecticut would be more intense on range tests, but alas, that is not so. Uh, Warsaw says, if I ever bought another rifle, I want an AK-74 with a side-folding stock from Riley Defense, caliber in 5.45 by 39. And then Warsaw says, Maryland is a crazy state like New York. Nowhere near as bad as New York. You do the whole process for your permit online there. I mean, it's not as hard as what you would think it would be. The only problem is it's going to cost you a little bit of money. But the actual process of, you know, applying and everything, it's nowhere near as bad as New York. So, uh, 223DMRs out there says, good morning, Gizzard. Good morning, sir. Orange 9 says, Alaska small aircraft companies allow concealed carry on their planes without a license. Wow. Cool. So I think I'm going to go ahead and end the poll. 30 votes is probably enough. Uh, 53% didn't do anything fun this weekend. Don't have anything planned. 23% shop for guns or ammo. 10% did shooting, hunting, or at an event? 13% did both. So about half and half had fun. So Vanessa says Alaska is where I bought my first ever firearm. 500 Magnum says I'm so glad I'm from Georgia. Guns are just a way of life here. Yeah, I was thinking that yesterday. I went to I went to an industry event. I uh, I concealed carried for half of it. Then I got I got too warm, took my sweatshirt off, and ended up open carrying the rest of it. Went into a gas station with my concealed carry on the way. Went into my gas station with an open carry, same gas station. Coming home, bought some food, and nobody batted an eye. It's like, I love living in a state that's got freedom like that, where you just carry however you want to, and nobody cares. Uh... Ghost Tactical is out there, and he says, went to a wedding last night, so no fun this weekend. Well, if he's up already, then yeah, they must not have had too much fun at the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, uh, John Z says, open bar, Ghost. uh, Ghost says, John, yes, but I don't drink anymore. Yeah, me either. I'm no fun. But... uh, Friday night, I got a call from a former co-worker who still works where I do at the plant. Although he normally works from the home office, he happened to be in town all weekend and staying at a local motel. And he wanted to know if we were, if a bunch of us would be interested in going out to dinner Saturday night at 7.30 at a local place just a few blocks from me. So I actually got to go out and eat after I got home from TriggerCon and got cleaned up. And we went out and had Mexican food, a table of about seven of us, and visited. Kind of a nice treat since I didn't get to spend the weekend with my daughter and my son-in-law. I actually did get to go out and have a nice dinner. So, uh, Let's see. 
Back up in the chat, Vanessa says, Smith & Wesson 629, an 8 and 3 8-inch barrel, fall 1982. I got PCS to Elmendorf Air Force Base on Halloween. Hmm. John Z said, should have invited me. I would have for both of us. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just... Now a few of them did have margaritas and stuff last night, but no, I gave that stuff up several years ago. Plus, I had to drive four whole blocks home, so you know. (laughs) But, yeah, he was... My buddy was literally staying in a motel that they could walk from the motel to the restaurant. So, yeah, they could drink all they wanted to. So, uh, Vanessa says, I was transferred there under emergency orders. I was sent to help solve the delivery of fresh fruits and veggies and dairy to remote sites. Warsaw says, I'm not a fan of drinking. It's not for me. I rarely drink. I don't have any qualms about it. If you want to have a drink, drink uh if uh if you can't handle your booze or if it does bad things to you you probably shouldn't drink so uh, i'll leave it at that i don't have any problem with people drinking uh defense dad says i took what was supposed to be a 30 minute nap after travis's show yesterday and slept through my alarm oh no Ended up missing the event I was supposed to go to at the range. I was pissed at myself. That's that's too bad. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, 500 Magnum says, My brother laughs at me for loving 25 ACP, but it's still more than I want to be shot with. I don't, I've never shot 25 ACP or 32. I'd like to try it sometime. Just never had the chance. I'm up for shooting about any caliber. Uh, Vanessa says that first firearm was the same as my issue sidearm in the USAF as a food inspector. And Pat uh, dropped out because of poor reception. And is saying howdy to the chat. Chris Lang is out there. Forgot to say hi to Chris a second ago. Good morning. Ghost says I drink basically once a year now. Kind of hard not to drink at the Marine Party at shot. Go figure. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that I never, ever drink. Uh, I might drink a drink or two a year or something like that. And that's just, you know, to be sociable. If I'm at my uh, brother-in-law's or something, he offers me a beer, I'll probably drink it. Or if they serve wine at dinner. But just to go out and buy a bunch of booze or drink at a restaurant, nah, I just don't. Uh, let's see. Orange Nine says goat gun video. Liked it. Oh, thank you. I thought I did really horrible at that video. The recording, the camera setup was all wrong. Had to flip the camera over so it looked wonky. I messed up in the assembly of that thing, but I just left it as is. And you know what? I'm still getting a lot of views on that video to this day. So for what I thought was a horrible video, it's actually doing quite well. Yeah, That video was a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah, that was 2020. Because I saw goat guns at my at SHOT Show 2020. Yeah. 
and they gave me that uh well they didn't give it to me but they sent me that for to do a review on after the show are they still around i haven't gotten any emails or anything from them lately yeah they're still around Remember, Uh, Ellis used to give us away all the time on his show when he did. Ghost says, I drink enough that night for the rest of the year. Clover gets to see me drunk, LOL. Uh, Defense Dad says, sometimes I wish I could drink at work. It would make the stupid crap customers say a little easier to stomach. Uh, Warsaw says, I'm a diligent person who watches what he does. I have a family history of family members who are alcoholics. And I don't want to make a historical repeat in the future. Yeah, I, I know how that goes. Uh, lots of alcoholics in my family, too. Well, 500 Magnum says, 38 specials, very underrated for Carrie, in my opinion. Now, that'll agree with you. Uh, I carry 38 special occasionally. I've got a uh, Ruger LCR that I... Love to carry for a lightweight pocket carry option. Uh, I like shooting 38 special. Is it a super powerful round? No, it's not, but it will do the job. Uh, Vanessa says drunk teachers are frowned upon. I suppose they would be. That makes sense. Orange 9 says instant asshole just add alcohol. Sam of Anarchy says, love 38 special. Ghost Tackle says, everyone has their demons. Alcohol is one of mine. Uh, Bernie Sanchez is out there, says, good morning, folks. And 2 Live Moo is out there in the audience saying, good morning, everyone. And Mike White is out there saying, good morning, everyone. So they're starting to pile in, folks. The 38 uh, Special is also uh, gaining popularity with uh, the, um, oh, what do they call it? The um, the cowboy uh, shooting things, because a lot of the recreation uh, single-action pistols are now ch- are chambered in 38 Special, and it's cheaper than what the 45 Colt would be, or the 44 40 would be, so... It's gaining popularity in cowboy action shooting. Cool. Orange Nine says before Strikers, thirty-eight was an EDC option. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Five hundred Magnum says thirty-eight special is a lot more than I want to be shot with. Absolutely. Uh, Warsaw says <clears throat> it's not the alcohol that's the problem; it's what you do with it and how much you drink it. That's absolutely correct. Vanessa Kitty said, brisket going on a smoker at 1,900 hours. Nice. Uh, Defense Dad says, I drank enough before I turned 30. I'm just a social drinker, so don't drink much. Mostly when I'm grilling or go out with friends. Captain Codebook's out there, and he says morning. All right. Uh, Pat says, I would carry 38 special. I'm carrying 38 special right now. Yes, I am. I've got my LCR. In my pocket, in my uh, in my nice gym shorts here, sitting here. So, uh, yeah, if I'm taking it easy, relaxing, staying cool, I've probably got 38 special on me. Yeah, right now I got a 380 on me. Got my uh, shield easy on my hip right now. 
and there's nothing wrong with 380 ACP. <clears throat> I carried that for the first two years of my my carry existence, and uh, yeah, I I had an ultra ultra small Taurus TCP, and then I ended up. Actually, I went to the Glock 42 for another year or two. So, yeah, I've carried 380 quite a bit. Still do occasionally. Nothing wrong with it. Two Live Moo did brisket yesterday. 18 pounds worth. Nice. Orange 9 says 38 Special will penetrate 67 pages of a phone book. Wow. 500 Magnum says 380 would definitely stop me. Now, Ron Wayne's out there. He says, one of my favorite guns is a Rossi 92 and 357. Love shooting 38 Special at 100 yards. The accuracy is stunning. Uh, let's see. 223DMR said, I got tired of covering wrecks from uh, drinking and driving. I've seen enough children killed from it. Yeah, that's sad. Uh, Chris Lang says, I watched a cool video about 38 short and 38 long BP. Had no idea. Video from the Cinnabar. Hmm. Defense Dad says, I'm carrying a tactical pen and a Mota tool on the way to work. Pew pews are a no-go at work. Yeah, same here. Uh, my place of employment, well, I work in a in an NRC-regulated nuclear power facility, and obviously they're not going to allow any firearms in there. So. But you can have them in the parking lot, but they have to stay there. Uh, old Crankman says, I wanted to 3D print a 1931 Hoover Model 725 direct air vacuum. Uh, the electric motor's going to be kind of tough to yeah. 3D print. Yeah, good luck with that. And 3D printing right now really isn't all it's cracked up to be. Watch some uh, videos where people are 3D printing stuff, and if you don't do it just right, it's going to come out really fragile and just break into multiple pieces. Captain Codebook says, Daughter's homecoming last night. Glad my kid has some decency. My wife and I watched them go in, saw at least three quote-unquote, dresses where the underwear was visible from behind. WTF are they so short for? And Bernie Sanchez says, what's a phone book? <laughs> Good question. Uh, Vanessa Kitty says, I carry pencils and dry erase with backup chalk. There you go. Orange 9 says 357 maximum needs to come back. Hmm, 500 Magnum agrees. All right. So uh, we have 32 people out there in the chat on this Sunday morning. So what's everybody going to do today? Are they going to watch the sports ball? Did your team win yesterday? How'd your college teams do? If you even follow it. I know a lot of people are going to say, I don't care about sports ball. Well, I don't follow it so much, but I pay attention to the scores. I watch occasionally. Uh, Warsaw says 3D printing is soon, whoops, is soon going to become a thing in America. I thought it already was. 
All replaceable plastic Chinese-made parts might slowly not be coming into the country anymore. Hell, look at the autos market now. No new cars. Or no gas cars. Uh, Captain Codebook says, don't forget the thumbs up. Thank you. Ron Wayne says, phone books were the size of a Sears catalog when I was a kid. Now they're half the size of a magazine. Uh, Sam says, Defense Dad, I assume before work you secure your firearm in a safe in your vehicle. Uh, Ghost says, Working? My Longhorns whooped UO's butt. Cowboys will hopefully win today. Yeah, that was not a good game yesterday. Uh, that was a shutout, Texas versus Oklahoma. The Sooners are really struggling this year. Uh, 223DMR says, my Georgia team won 42-10 to against Auburn. 500 Magnus says, the only sports I like is wrestling and competition shooting. Captain Codebook said, I just discovered medieval MMA, guys in armor and swords in an octagon. Fan instantly. I didn't, are you serious? Well, if 500 Magnum likes wrestling, he needs to subscribe to my uh, Wrestling Unloaded channel. So have you ever heard of Medieval MMA? Is that a is that a thing, really? Uh-huh. Wow. It, it, they do, like, joust and stuff, too. It's like, so, yeah. It, it's I'm going to have to check that out just out of curiosity. <laughs> I'm intrigued now. Uh, Ghost says, to be fair, most people today don't know what a Sears catalog is. Uh, 223DMR says, I think uh, UGA is still undefeated. I do believe. I do believe you're correct. Old Crankman says, when something is going on in your house or whatever, people rely on 3D printers to fix it. Oh, I don't have one. Orange 9 says, is anybody collecting Crisco and flower pots? Heater light emergency combo. Saw some videos. Any good? Hmm. I'll have to let the audience answer that one. Let's see. Two live moves talking about J.C. Penny and J.C. Whitney catalogs too. Heck yeah. He says yes, it is a thing. Captain Codebook says so. Cool. Jason Stewart is out there in the audience. Good morning, everyone. All right. Uh, 500 Magnum says, uh, whoops, get back here. Stone Cold Steve Austin and Alexis Bliss are my favorite wrestlers. Man. Well, I do have a wrestling aficionado on my panel. Yeah. It says that she's one of his favorite wrestlers and then gets her first name wrong. It's Alexa, like, uh, the, uh, Amazon thing. So. It's close. Yeah, he's close. Ghost says, I haven't watched wrestling since Kerry Von Erich was alive. Yeah, that was a while ago. Uh, Defense Dad says, Sam, when I'm working, I don't carry. It's a 3.5 mile drive to and from work, and I don't go anywhere in between. If I know I'm going somewhere else, though, I do. You do you. Uh, let's see. 
Warsaw says, well, there goes our cheap gas prices. Putin just made deals with the Saudi prince on gas. Thank you, Brandon. Mm. Oh, Biden's blaming Russia and Saudi Arabia now for the gas prices going back up. I know they're going back up. Uh, Chris Lang says, medieval MMA is kind of entertaining. You have to do a show on that. There you go. Uh, Captain Codebook says, if your room is bigger than an 8 by 8 then it won't get very warm. It takes a long time to get to a moderate temperature, 60-ish. Hmm. 500 Magnum says, my grandma loved Jake the Snake Roberts. I take it that's a wrestling person? Yeah, he was a wrestler. He's had a lot of demons. Uh out of addiction problems with uh, Jake. But uh, another wrestler, Diamond Dallas Page, has helped him uh, a lot get over his uh, alcohol and drug use. So. so Orange Nine says, okay, I'm officially old. I remember Andre the Giant. Yes, so, I do too. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him wrestle. If you ever saw him wrestle, you would remember. I saw him wrestle two people. I've they, seen they put him two wrestling. wrestlers in the ring against him. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty entertaining. Yeah, I've, I've only seen him wrestle on TV. I never actually got to see Andre in person. Uh, yeah, I was on TV. Let's see. Old Crankman says, Honestly, I generally build an old vacuum, then pay 400 for one use. Uh, let's see. Captain Codebook says, Princess Bride, his greatest role ever. I am the Dwight Pirate Roberts. T23DMR says, don't forget about the Elegante. Elegante, yeah, he's a, I think he was from Argentina, if I remember right. So Defense Dead says half of the parking lot here at work is on a public school property, so it's touchy arming and disarming on the par- on the parking lot. Hmm. Single Shot says I shook his hand. Very cool. I don't know. As big as Andre's hands are, it might have been more like he shook his finger. Andre had a massive hand. I still remember he was on Johnny Carson one night. I was a big fan of the Tonight Show. And he was on there and he put his hand up against Johnny's and uh-huh. Johnny looked like a little kid. Oh yeah, I know what you're I know a clip you're talking about. Yeah, Andre's Andre palmed his head. <laughs> yeah. I was watching that show live. That's how old I am. But uh let's see, Pat in a bunker says good movie. Uh AR-1776 is out there. He says, congrats, Gizzard Gary. Thank you. Yeah, it is. We are still celebrating the five-year anniversary of my channel, which was technically yesterday. So uh, I did put that in the title. So we could just kind of have fun with it. Yeah, some of you have been around for all five of those years. It don't hardly seem like that much time has taken place, but... No, it doesn't doesn't seem that long at all. Yeah, Ghost says congrats. Thank you. Um, 500 Magnum says Alexa Bliss is one gorgeous woman, to say the least. Warsaw says congrats. Thank you. T23 
Buck says congrats. Thank you. Let's see. Orange Nine says be safe all. Congrats on five years. Remember the smiley face challenge. Okay. But, uh, yeah, five years ago, I had just joined Gun Channels that spring, I think in June. And, of course, they encouraged everybody to pick up the camera, you know, start releasing your own videos. All I had was my personal my personal YouTube channel that I'd had for family videos and stuff, honestly. I have videos of my granddaughter and stuff like that, and of my son working on a motor and stuff. It's like, I was using that for a while, but everybody had channel names, and I... I didn't have anything cool to call myself. It's like, I don't want to go as my street name, you know. That's boring. I wanted to have a channel name. And uh, for most of, for some of you who know the story, there was one particular weekend that I got some food poisoning and I had gotten sick after eating some chicken gizzards. And uh, I got sick on... On a show, the Midnight Range was on there. When he did his show the next day, he called me Gizzard Gary. And it kind of stuck. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> yeah. He started calling me that. Then other people started calling me that. And Never Enough Ammo on his show the next day was calling me Gizzard Gary. Out there. And after a few days, it's like, okay, maybe that's not such a horrible name. I'll try making something out of this. So I designed a logo created a channel for it and uh i've been gizzard gary ever since kind of went with a chicken theme because it kind of goes along with it that's i created that little sub channel called gizzard gary on october the 8th of uh, 2017 and uh, stuck with it ever since uh let's see ghost says I remember when I called Rich 1%, still call him that. Yeah, there's a few people that still do that. <laughs> so. uh, Chris Lang says, five years is a long time and a short period went by fast, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Tony York is out there, said good morning, folks. Let's see. Um, Captain Codebook says, keep getting a 503 server error message in YouTube chat. I know they've been having issues. Brian Bridges says, five years and 25 more, Gizzard Gary. Thank you. Ron Wayne says, congratulations, Gizzard. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Agorizer's out there. Happy fifth to Gary and all the cluckers. Thank you. Thank you. Single Shot says, congrats. Uh, let's see. Orange Nine's talking about this smiley face challenge. I take it we need to go to his channel and see what this challenge is. Uh, Mike White says, I've been watching wrestling since Classy Fred, Freddie Blassie, Bobo Brazil, and those guys were in the ring at the Olympic Auditorium in Los Angeles. Orange Knight says, winner gets a new bread of 21A covered. Wow. The rules are eight shots in 20 seconds, 21 feet, six inch round target. Ooh, that's tough. Yeah, I remember the first time I called Rich 1%, and he kind of gave me a growly response, so I never did it after that. <laughs> Says, yeah, 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 everybody calls me that. I don't like that. 
this. Uh, I don't remember this happening, but okay. This was a long time ago, man. Uh, Jason Stewart said, five years is like five minutes to me. I live life in a fast lane. Uh, people have all kinds of fun nicknames for me. I just more or less go along with it because, you know, I like having fun. Yeah, before you got the gizzard nickname, I used to tell you that, uh, why, or ask you how you got out of Yankees uh, gun safe. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's see. Warsaw says, I had COVID-19 variant 2 that does not compare to food poisoning. COVID-19 variant 2 messes up your... Your gut and intestines and colon. Okay. Uh, let's see. Ghost Tactical says, you need a patch? Go cluck yourself. Well, I actually gave somebody one of my patch. I did a patch trade with one of the vendors at TriggerCon yesterday. I'd tell you who it was, if I could remember. Uh, <laughs> Warsaw says, I went to a doctor a while back and he fixed me up with medicine. Captain Cookbook says, only been here two years. Glad YouTube actually got an algorithm suggestion right for once. Uh, 500 Magnum says, 41 Magnum is very underrated. Somebody's calling for a kitty. Uh, 223 DMR says, my favorite wrestler was The Undertaker and The Sting. I never got into The Undertaker. The only time I liked him was when he was doing the biker gimmick in the early 2000s. I never really got into the whole uh, thing where the wrestlers had some kind of paranormal connection to them. It just was stupid. My favorite wrestler back when I was in high school was a guy you probably never heard of him. His name was Rufus R. Jones. I've heard of him. He, he was, he was something, man. And, uh, his stock of trade was supposedly he had a steel plate in his head, so he would headbutt people, and that was one of his ways of getting them into submission was the headbutt. That was one of his favorite moves. That, and he'd do this. When he was really on a roll, he would do this freight train thing where he'd circle the ring, you know, moving his arms and kind of going around like a train. He'd get the crowd all riled up. Him and Harley Race had some very bloody matches in their day. Yeah, they, I've, I've seen was, clips of those, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that was fun to watch. About the time you were saying Harley Race in here, Tony threw Harley Race out there in the YouTube chat. Handsome Harley Race or Mad Dog Race. You take whichever version of Harley Race. There was Harley Race, the good guy, and Harley Race the bad guy. Go into the 80s, you had King Harley race when he won the King of the Ring tournament in WWF. But yeah, he started out as a heel. Mm -hmm. Most of his career, he was a heel. Mad Dog race, and then, yeah, he transformed to Handsome Harley race, which is what he called himself even when he was a heel, but then everybody else picked it up when he got to be a good guy. They kind of transformed him, and he, he went into it well. For a guy that was really gruff and not the best looking guy in the world, but he had a lot of fans. Yeah. yeah. Very good, very good athlete, by the one way. One of only two, re- yeah, he was one of only two wrestlers that Andre the Giant was legitimately afraid of. Yeah, he was one, he was one tough cookie. Oh, yeah. He, everybody who was around him said that was the guy that you didn't want to mess with in the locker room. <laughs> no. I imagine he could flat out. 
he could flat out fight you for reals. Uh, let's see. Jason Stewart says, "Grads on turning five gizzard. It's been a good five years. Sure has. And if anybody's wondering who the other guy Andre said he was afraid of, that would have been um, Haku, who was a crazy Tongan who, uh, he's still around, but he, his uh, son's wrestle now for um, New Japan. But uh, Andre was sitting in a bar one time, and Haku got into a fight with somebody in the bar and bit the guy's nose off in oh, the fight. And Andre has said, was said to be a not want to mess with him ever since that point. <laughs> so Tony York says every so often he race would get pissed off and really fight. Yeah, I kind of suspected that sometime. Because, and he could do it too. Oh, yeah. Uh, Block 9 said the Von Erickson the Freebirds. Uh, folding Chair Mayhem. Well, do you remember a wrestler by the name of Black Angus? That one I don't recall. There's Black Angus, and he had a he had this manager that dressed up in this uh, this plaid suit. Went by the name of Percival A. Friend, and uh, yeah, the uh, the uh, the kicker on this one was if. Uh, if Black Angus started losing his match, then his manager would hang by ringside and would take would take a metal folding chair and uh, hit the top of the opponent and knock him out. And that's how Black Angus would win his matches. And magically, nobody stopped this manager from doing this. Or he had a briefcase also that he had hit him over the head with and the rumor was that the briefcase was full of concrete or something like that. So it was fun TV stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, still yep. got guys that are doing the loaded boot gimmick and stuff. So I mean, it, you know, it it's cyclical. You know, you mean with all the flippy stuff and stuff that they do now, and how much more athletic they are, you'll still get guys that'll pull out the old uh, deal, like load putting a metal lo- thing in their boot or in their in the tape on their hand or what have you to try and get one over oh yeah captain codebook asks do you have an amazon list of recommended products that's a way to showcase stuff we all talk about and make one percent yes i do if you look at the description of every one of my videos and live shows there are links to my amazon list of recommended products and of course i have to make the disclaimer that I do earn a commission on those things. But yes, and everything on my list is stuff that I buy and use. So, for example, the microphone I use for chats, you know, the camera. Uh, The stuff I use when I'm out doing videos or at events, you know, the tripods, the stuff like that, gear. Even so far as to the decorations on my walls that you might see in my videos and stuff, there's links out there if you want to buy that stuff. So, uh, so yeah, that's one way to support the people. If there's something on Amazon you like, you can help people out. Most of my friends have those. So, 
Now, Warsaw, trying to bring the mood down here a little bit, says, Each day I'm now getting concerned. The world keeps talking about the concern of nuclear war might be happening. North Korea launched three missiles over Japan, and Russia is making threats. Well, being an old guy who grew up in the Cold War era, <laughs> that, that's been going on for most of my life. Yes, uh, I mean, even... Even with uh, my childhood, we had the threat of the nuclear war still. I mean, we really didn't see any real change in that until the 90s. When I, Christ, I was probably out of high school by the time that really got to where it wasn't an issue anymore. So, I mean, it's, you know, Gary and I, it's like, yeah, okay. It's something we lived with for, for a yep. large uh, percentage of our life. So, it, I mean, yeah, I you know you... Younger guys, you don't, you don't know because you didn't live through it. But uh, that was always something we lived with for the whole our childhood and whatnot. My so. entire life, yeah. You know? And I'm 62 years old. Let's see. Now, two, two, three. DMR says I like the Steiner brothers too. Yeah, the Steiners were good. And they were Mike- they were two guys that you didn't want to mess with either. Mike White said, those guys are friends out of the ring. I don't know how you can be someone's friend after being beat on them by them for an hour. That's because that's what you do. Uh, so, uh, Jason Stewart says, superstar Billy Graham. Yeah, there are a few guys that copied him. Block 9 said, Geraldo Rivera, the reporter, told a wrestler it wasn't real and he... Bitch slapped him and broke his eardrums and said, you think it's real now? Yeah, John Stossel got that treatment from uh, Dr. D. David Schultz, too. There's a, you can probably find that on YouTube if you look for it. Ron Wayne said, the last time I watched wrestling, Hogan, Bam Bam Bigelow, and Andre the Giant were going at it. Wow. Orange 9 says, Tesla Optimus, this is scary shite about a year away from Terminators. Not kidding. (laughs) Uh, 500 Magnum says, the Women Royal Rumble is awesome. It's about time they finally got it. Uh, Tony York says, so you are saying you ain't a shill. Mm, You define shill. Do I have ways you can go support the channel? Yeah. Uh, If you do it, am I uh, grateful? Yes, I'm grateful. But uh, you can watch my show and not give me a thing, and I'm still glad you're here. How about that? Uh, Let's see. Orange Nine says, Tesla government contracts paying for future jailers. Captain Codebook says, got to run. Kids are up and bacon with hash browns has been promised. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. Chef Codebook to the rescue. Tony says, how many have done duck and cover drills in school? Yes. We had a fallout <laughs> shelter in the basement of my middle school, where I went to middle school. So we did fallout, We had fallout shelter drill. Uh, Warsaw said, the question is, though, is Putin willing to hit the red button? Well, we had to, uh, see, we had to deal with uh, Khrushchev. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brezhnev. Brezhnev. Uh, oh, Boris Yeltsin. Uh, 
Gorbachev was fairly friendly as far as... Well, Yeltsin was after the... He was president yeah. of Russia. It was... Yeah, same difference. And then all the other nations that have nuclear weapons, too. I mean... Yeah. Let's see. 500 Magnum says, I really looked up to The Rock growing up. 223DMR said, The best day of wrestling is when Trump slapped Vince McMahon. Uh, Tony says, A shell is hawking shit that you don't buy, use, or really know shit about. Oh, okay. Let's see. DM Foss says, well, look who it is. It's Gizzard Gary. Indeed it is. Oh, yeah. DM Foss says, and drop off. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we got, we got off on quite a few tangents there. We got off on some wrestling. Of course, I got the guy, I got the right guy on the panel for that. So, uh. Nothing wrong with that. We got a giveaway coming up at the top of the hour, by the way. Don't forget, we're giving away some uh, swag. We got a Gary Channel sticker, Gary Channel magnet, and Early Bird Chat thumbnail sticker. Plus, they admit one Fuster Cluck sticker from Radical Firearms. All to the winner of the giveaway. The hashtag to enter that giveaway is EBC153. That's hashtag EBC, as in early bird chat, 153. So we've got 31 people out there in the audience. Thank you. And uh, let's do a little business while we're just here kind of uh, at a crossroads. I want to remind everybody that uh, (laughs) DM Foss says I would pay to watch you and and Rich wrestle. He's way bigger than me, man. That's not even fair. And a bit younger. Uh, I want to do an ad real quick for GearWebsites.com. GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches every Friday. It's Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. All right, so back to the chat. Let's see. 500 Magnum says, You are the man, Gary, and that's the bottom line. Well, thank you. Orange Nine says, Anybody had any issues with double tap ammunition? I've never tried it. Never used it. Most ammunition works fairly well for me, unless you're talking about 22LR, where you've got really good and really crappy stuff out there. Oh, look who's out there. Look who woke up. The gun snob is out there in the chat. Welcome, gun snob. So I've got a couple. I've missed a few emails out here. So, uh, got a couple pictures to show you. This one's kind of interesting. Let's take a look at this. Something you won't see every day. This came from 223DMR. Said, now that's a roof rack. That's how you know you're a redneck. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) 
The snob says double tap it typically is really good ammo. Two two three DMR says, I wonder what Gizzard's wrestling costume would look like. Probably like a chicken, I suppose. Uh DM Foss says Gizzard Gary's not the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the thumb in the eye. If I were to put together a wrestling costume for myself, I'd probably be a pair of cargo shorts and a t-shirt. Oh, we got some really weird stuff going on here. We've got Jason saying, miss you, snob. Miss you, Jason. Wow. There we got somebody using snob's account, one or the other. But I don't think so. I think that's really snob out there. So anyway, let's see. Now, Jacob S. is out there, evidently, because he sent me a picture. He says, seen at a gun show. So let's see what uh, Jacob has sent us here. Well, that's kind of cool. Now, is that... What's the caliber on that ammo down there? Kind of curious. Looks like 7.62 by 39. I was looking at this little box of Remington UMC. Oh. <laughs> $23. Got some blazer brass 9mm. $140 for 350 rounds. That's yeah, not a great price. Yeah, that's Tula 7.62 by 39, 2.75 for 640 rounds. Not a big fan of the Tula. And then you've got the. I like that magazine. Stop! Please do not touch without permission. Well, that's pretty cool though. Let's see. Chris says, I need that bed for my pickup. Uh, Tony said, what did I walk back into? Uh, 500 Magnifier, that's a very nice rifle. Dean Foss said, Jason, I miss Snob too. He's serpentine and got away. Uh, Michael Hurtneck is out there. Uh, so I think I've uh, got another picture two here so we got one from defense dad here and he said signs you're old and in sales your new bolt action pen arrives and it makes your day <laughs> uh two really just the one sign now i have a couple bolt action pens actually kind of fidgety they're kind of fun to play with all right so i think we have one more oh no that's an ad from walgreens i don't think you all are interested in an ad from walgreens <laughs> i could put it on the screen but i'd probably lose viewership pretty darn quickly if i did 
Let's see how many entries I have been in the giveaway out there. 12 entries in the giveaway so far. So, uh, Tony says, I love a good bolt gun. So let's take a look. Or a good lever gun. Take a look at this. Whoop. I clicked on the wrong thing here, that's for sure. There we go. There's yours truly at uh, TriggerCon yesterday. For some reason, at TriggerCon, the media are actually considered VIPs. That's the first time I've ever been considered VIP at an event. But, uh, it's pretty cool to be issued VIP badges for whatever it's worth. Uh, Mike White says it's going to be hard to go back to work Monday after a three-week vacation. Uh, Defense Dad says customers stole my good pen last week, so I had to order a new one. I can't stand cheap pens with as many contracts as I write every day. Uh, Tony said, or a good hell any gun. <laughs> 500 Magnum says, I love any gun. Uh, 223DMR says, I've been having trouble with all Russian-made ammunition. I put a hunting scope on my Mini-14 getting ready for deer season. That Russian ammo starts tumbling and a lot of failure to eject. Tony says, I don't like over and under shotguns. <laughs> TM Foss says, very important poultry. Well, Gunsnob got one too, so explain that. <laughs> Yeah, explain that one, would you? You got that. Now, speaking of gun snob, there's that good-looking fella right there. See, he also has a VIP badge. Then you've got... I did do a... I did do an Instagram live from there yesterday. If you want to, you can check that out. But uh, I wanted to give everybody kind of an idea of what everything looked like from the show. So there weren't a whole lot of people. There's Snob right there. Later on in this, I actually pan around and look at some things. You can see what everybody's doing. So, check that out if you're interested on my Instagram. There's kind of the line there at the general purpose range. A lot of pew-pews going on there. There's another one that kind of showed the entire firing line there at the general purpose range. You can see there wasn't a really big crowd there, though. Now, they may have came later in the day. There's me. See, I actually did shoot a gun there. That's a binary trigger on that one. My first time shooting a binary trigger. I liked it. I mean, who wouldn't? And then my screen decided to lock up and not show me anything. 
Then there's some stuff from F1 Firearms. So yeah, saw lots of cool stuff. Had lots of fun. Oh, let's see. Defense Dad also says VIP stands for very important poultry. Okay, Keith Gregory's out there. Uh, Lazy John says, sorry, I couldn't make it. Maybe... Maybe you can make it to Wanamaker. Oops, so. That or I'm going to have to come find you, one or the other. P&W Woods is out there. He says, lever guns are cooler than other guns. Not better, just cooler. You know, I've never shot a lever gun. I, that's on my bucket list. Uh, Michael Hurtneck says, if you don't have to pay for the ammo. That's a great thing. That's the great thing about uh, going to events like this is they provide all the ammo and you just get to shoot other people's guns for free. Literally, the only cost to me was the gas it took for me to get there. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a win-win. Plus, I got a cool backpack from the promoters. They gave everybody a backpack as they came in and it had a set of uh, walker earmuffs and a some my pro inside of it so yeah, it's well worth the trip uh let's see moose says violent insecure pimp for snob wow that's kind of harsh uh let's see mike white says i have some brass case tula 223 that runs perfectly and let's see 500 Magnum says, Gary, your thoughts on the 7.5 FK Bruno? All these questions about guns I haven't shot. Hmm. I don't have any thoughts on that, unfortunately. I've never shot that one. I don't get the point. I mean, you already got 10 millimeter stuff, and there's only one company that really makes anything that's chambered in it, and the gun costs a small fortune. I've seen reviews on the gun. It didn't impress me. But yeah. if you want to go off that, I don't have any personal experience with it. But, uh, yeah. Do we really need 15,000 different calibers out there? Especially new stuff. That being said, 22 TCM is pretty cool. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, well, the gun doesn't company. cost five thousand dollars to shoot that either. No, it does not. Two two three DMR says that may be the problem, Mike. But I don't know. I used to have good luck with the steel cased ammunition, but here lately, it seems like the quality has gotten poor. Five hundred Magnum says hopefully the thirty super carry will take off. I haven't heard. How are the sales going on that stuff? No idea. I have not seen, just in the gun shops I've been to, I'm not seeing a whole lot of stuff chambered in 30 Super Carry. I don't know if that means they sell it as soon as it comes in the store or nobody's buying it and nobody's ordering it. I've yet to see one in the wild. The only time I've actually seen one was at the Great American Outdoor Show. At the Smith and Wesson booth, surprise. Yeah, there. same here. I saw it at, uh, I saw it at NRAM, for sure. But I have not 
seen any in a gun shop at all. Uh, single shot says beautiful ride through PA today. O four Hemi is out there. He says, uh, as I do not reload, all these Wildcat cartridges don't appeal much to me. Tony says, I don't follow all these new calibers all that much. Uh, I don't get to shoot the guns I have enough. I kind of enjoy the guns I have. Kingpin says, people are not buying 30 Super Carry. They are too busy buying 5.7. LOL. And Mr. Knives is out there. Chocolate. And he says, 38 Super shall rule them all. As he typically does say. Jason Stewart says, my shop has lots of 30 Super. Had it for months. Nobody buys it. Well, there's an indication for you right there. Well, if it's the ammo, yeah, okay. They got the ammo, but nobody ever has any of the guns. Nobody's going to buy the ammo if you ain't selling the gun to go with it. Well, you kind of got to have both. That's true. Uh, Got this from Ron Wayne. He said, this is a Red Rider. That's a fancy one. Yeah, it's a fancy one. Look at that. Oh, heck. That's got his name on there. Mm-hmm. Not John Wayne. Ron Wayne. How about that? That is super cool. Somebody must have done a custom engraving on there. Did you do that, Ron? That is awesome. Look how pretty that stock is, too. Man, that is super nice. Thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, PNW Woods says, uh, got a bunch of 38 special yesterday. Jason said, yes, they have a couple 30 super pistols, too. Well, you need to go buy one then, Jason. Come on, get those sales numbers up. Chris Lang said, Gizzard Gary, get you a Rossi lever gun, not overpriced and fun to shoot. Wearing a cowboy hat while shooting is a must, as it won't run the same without it. Okay, I can do that. I have one. Uh, Maybe I ought to do that. That's an idea. That's an idea. Something fun to do. Okay. Now, let's see. Smeggy out there? Smeggy's out there. Snuck in here. Howdy, everyone. Hi, Smeggy. People are sneaking in the chat while I'm talking. I also see Devil Dog 17013 is out there. I usually stick to the main ammo calibers 9mm 40, 357, 308, 338 Lapua, 7mm Rem Mag, and a little 22 now and then. Nothing wrong with that. Chris said, fancy, Chris Lang says, fancy Red Rider. Indeed it was. Yeah, that was awesome. I really like that. 
So, seeing some cool stuff out there in the chat for sure. It's always nice to have Mr. Knives in here. I think the very first, when I started in gun channels, as I was talking about five years ago. Yeah, the first, uh, they had this uh, lobby chat that went on pretty much 24 hours a day. It was an off-air. Well, sometimes it was off-air, but it was on-air sometimes, too. But uh, it was basically a guy would start the thing up, and you could just come in and talk and leave. And uh, Mr. Knives was hosting this thing the very first time I went on a YouTube stream. And I got asked the quote-unquote gun channels questions. I still have a copy of those questions, by the way. And... Uh, yeah, all the new people had to answer the the new guy questions and stuff like that. And I did that's, not. You did not? Nope. It's, Never? You know, no, not that somebody in my house had to answer questions. It wasn't me. My daughters answered the quiz. Mm. I, I think Dano was hosting a show, and uh, he asked my daughters the questions. Oh, okay. So, Smeggy said, Mr. Knives and Pink Panther were the goats of lobby chats. Yes, sir. Ron Wayne says, No, Frag Out Design Studios did the engraving and Rest of Mod Daisy built the stocks. Yeah, that's nice. That's definitely a keeper. Uh, 500 Magnum says 32 H&R Magnum is awesome. Tony said I didn't get the questions either. Yeah, somebody actually shared a uh, document that had a copy of the questions. I still have that somewhere. And uh, speaking of Smeggy, Smeggy is joining us. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good morning. That's going good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, Devil Dog seventeen oh thirteen said also for a non firearm option, varmint and small game is fun with a twenty two or twenty five larger pellet rifle. Yeah, there's an awful lot of that stuff. The the air guns and the pellet guns are becoming a big item now. <laughs> If you uh, remember your history, Lewis and Clark only took one quote-unquote gun with them on their expedition. That was an air, air rifle. Way back then. So Mike White wants to know what were the questions like. Now you're going to ask me to come up with that, which I believe it is here. I still have that. Let's see. New panelist hangout questions. Okay. Found it. All right. So let I, me. I just want to say something real quick on the, yep. the pellet thing. Just because um, I have a 22 that's like a built in, has a built in suppressor. That's a really, really cool option. Mm-hmm. It's like the, like a break open, right? You just one shot, you know. Uh, what the heck is that thing called? Like the nitro piston thing, but it that shoots a twenty-two pellet like almost as fast as a 
22 long rifle. Like it's, you could use it for anything you'd use a LR for. Okay, so here are the new panelist hangout questions. Let's see. New members who are interested in introducing themselves can use this list of questions as a guide to let the group know about your preferences and experiences. So, what areas of shooting do you enjoy? What brought you into the gun community? Do you do any competition shooting? Are you from a communist state? What firearms do you own? As much or as little detail as you like. Which of your firearms is your favorite to shoot? Barring ammo cost or history. Which do you like for pure enjoyment? What firearms do you remember shooting as a kid? What was your first gun, no matter how you got it? What do you hunt, and what do you hunt annually? What gun do you use for hunting? Have you taken any education or training? If so, what? Barring cost and legality, what is your dream gun? Do you reload? Have you assembled an AR? Have you built an AK? How did you find gun channels? Do you open or conceal carry? If not, do you plan to? Do you belong to any 2A local groups and do you donate to any pro 2A groups? Do you have anything you want to plug? So that was the list that new panelists would answer. So, yeah, we got to know you real quick. <laughs> I like how you can you can see G-Web's bias because I think he's the one that came up with the questions. I could be wrong. It could have been someone else or, a, you know, just someone wrote them down. But assemble an AR and build an AK. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people are like, oh, I built my AR. It's like, nah, you put like five pins together, dude. It's not an AK. You're bending a shuffle and riveting and welding. and That's building. You're assembling Legos with an AR. Uh, an AK depends on if you get a flat or an already bent receiver because you can do it either way you can do it both ways with the make yeah but i mean even with a receiver you're still yeah doing rivets and oh, stuff yeah, you, it's still a gotta, yeah, you gotta do the riveting you might not have to do the welding but you still gotta do the riveting and everything. <laughs> but definitely yeah definitely if you're doing flats right because don't you have to you got to put yeah. the rails in and all that kind of stuff oh, yeah. like if you're using the flat you gotta bend the you're building yeah you're you're definitely building because you gotta weld in the rails and you got Weld up the um, where the you know the I wanted to build an AK. Hmm? I wanted to build an AK, but yeah. I don't know. I would definitely need some some help. Yeah, there's there's some specialty tools you need for that. It's not it's nowhere near as simple as putting an AR together. Which when people complain about the price of AKs now, well, yeah, they went up in price because they're not being built by slave labor anymore. What do you expect to have happen? Going back a little bit in the chat, Single Shot says, I've got the 327 Federal Mag. Uh, Tony says, if there ain't gunpowder, it ain't a firearm. Okay. Uh, Defense Dad says, my buddy set up an indoor range in his basement for air guns. It's pretty fun. Uh, let's see. 
Now, Devil Dog 17013 says, Smeggy, same here. Mine is a 22 brake barrel piston rifle. It shoots at about 900 to 1050 FPS. Now, regarding the questions, DM Foss says, What is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? <laughs> African or European? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't see. know. Two Life Moose said, Mr. Knives, ask me those questions for the Hangout back in the day. Yeah, if you couldn't answer that question, it had dire consequences. Uh, Defense Dad said, sounds like an ATF questionnaire these days. Mike White said, those are some good questions. Uh, let's see. 223DMR said, I used to have a Benjamin Pump 177 before Crossman bought them out. It was modified to 1100 Per second. It's a very powerful air rifle. I have it in pieces under my bed. Uh, 04 Hemi says 327 Fed Mag Ruger LCR is the best carrier revolver ever made. <laughs> 500 Magnum says I want a four gauge shotgun. <laughs> Good lord, man. I want a one gauge. <laughs> At that point, you might as well just get a punt gun if you can find one. I was say, wasn't a punt gun like around four gauge or something like that? And about 20 feet long? Yeah, they had to be boat mounted for the most part. I saw a picture of one once where two or three guys were supporting the thing on their shoulders or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, as big as they were. Let's see, Devil Dog seventeen oh thirteen talking to Tony said not necessarily a pre eighteen ninety nine original or replica uses gunpowder, black powder, but are not considered firearms under federal law except as antiques. Mm-hmm. Well, some states actually consider them firearms, like Ohio. Oh, is what? Yeah, Jason found out that when he was uh, shopping for one, he has to have it sent to an FFL or. And uh, some of the companies that sell them won't ship to Ohio for that reason. Yeah, I'd, I know Michigan was like that, too. I forget if they changed it or not. Like, I, I only have, like, a half memory, but I remember at one point, they were I think they were trying to change it, but air guns and black powder were considered firearms. No, they must have changed it, because I had my air gun shipped to me. I didn't go to an FFL. So, okay, I don't know about black powder, but air... I know it used to be, and then they yeah. they drop that. Yeah, the one channel I'm subscribed to, he lives in Michigan, and he gets black powder because he has to go. He doesn't have to go through the hassle of having to go through an FFL to get them. Yeah, I, I think it was one of those like when they were changing it is when I realized that they were like I never knew before that and was like, oh, really? Those are treated as firearms but they did something good. Michigan's one of those weird states. It's, it's like in the middle. I always tell people when they're asking like, you know, free versus communist. Every list I've seen, and this has been a few years, and I know they've changed a few things since then, but either if it's one of those lists from the anti-gun side where they put like, you know, California and, and New York at the top and they put like Arizona and Texas at the bottom. So you want to be near the bottom. It's listed like 24th or 25th. And then if there's a list from the NRA where they put, you know, all of the, like, Arizona and stuff on the top for freedom and California on the bottom, it's listed, like, 24, 25. 
no matter whose list you're looking at, Michigan's like right in the middle. They have some good stuff and they have some crappy stuff. So Tony York says Illinois don't like the replicas and antiques either. Uh, Devil Dog seventeen oh thirteen says Rich it is very true. Imagine my surprise when I found out that California of all places does not consider air guns or black powder guns as legal firearms. I was shocked. Uh, Two Life Moose says LGS has a punt gun hanging on the wall. They're huge. Uh, 04 Hemi says, I still use my Remington SP-10 to kill Turkey's favorite shotgun I own. Semi-auto 10 gauge, what's not to love? Ouch. Uh, 500 Magnum says, the 480 Ruger is great. Tony York said, I have had three percussion revolvers shipped to me, but they were not supposed to be, according to the state. Oh, no. He's just joking about that. That's his. That's yeah, his it didn't really his, happen. Yeah, this is parody. That's right. <laughs> didn't happen. Okay, we've that's got... A, question what do you own you know answer as much or as little you yeah. don't want to be going in there going i own serial number five six nine two eight so let's welcome gun websites to the chat good morning good morning happy fifth well thank you very much so how's it Ask going the question answer the questions <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we had the we had the Gun Channel's new member questions up on the screen a second ago, just kind of going back to, you know, five years of the channel and stuff and the, how I came to be. Did you answer them again? Did I answer them again? No, I did not. Uh, they'd probably be, a, well, no, the answers would be way different now than they would have been five years ago because I had very little exposure to guns back then. We got the time, go through them, and then go through them like what you would have answered if you remember, and then what you answer now. Good morning to everybody out there. Thanks for hosting each week, by the way. Well, that's kind of intriguing now. What would I? Let's see. How was TriggerCon? Uh, it was uh, fairly lightly attended we got there at the opening actually we got a little we got there a little before they opened up and uh there wasn't a big crowd there but uh, well but it's the first time it's in kansas in right in kansas and you got there on the second day right right everybody said that the crowd on the first day was quite a bit bigger than on the second day and i was there in the morning and uh and that's probably a church state, I'm guessing. It's right. Like it's like a city where everything's hustling all the time. Right. We uh, we left after lunch probably around 12, 31 o'clock, but I imagine that's probably when people started getting there. Uh, it was interesting. You parked, as I've told everybody earlier, you parked in a field, and then they bust you to the location where everything was based. You kind of had the the central location where most of the vendors were, and then they had, like, shuttles, like vans, golf carts, et cetera, that would take you to the various range locations. You had a general purpose range, and then you had a, a long-distance range and two different suppressed ranges you could go to. And Just each one had a line of vendors there and booths and stuff where you could shoot their guns. 
Okay, appreciate that because I've seen only seen a couple of pictures like yours over the shoulder kind of thing looking around to see what it's like. So there was more than one section like that because I couldn't figure out I'm like, well, where's this other section? I figured they were in a big L shape or something. No, so was... how, big, how big compared to Media Day at the Range? Well, if you put it all together, it would uh, maybe... I don't know, maybe about half to three quarters of the size. I mean, the number of vendors right were there. The cool. number of attendees wasn't comparable, but. Well, big deal, but that's cool. That's uh, that's showing that a lot of people are down for the thing, and that'll bring a lot more people hopefully next year, right? Yeah, and the uh, nice thing about the light crowd was you could shoot whatever you wanted to. And uh, <laughs> so we were going from booth to booth and having a good time there. Uh, quite a bit of the sound of firearms there on the prairie, and uh, the host were uh, from Rainier Arms were very, very gracious and welcoming. And uh, the only thing that would have made it nicer is if they had food vendors. I was surprised to see they didn't have food vendors on site. So, uh, but it was interesting. Like Not I said, like food trucks or anything. I did not see any food trucks or anything there. So, uh, is this even legal? What's that? No, hey, my dog to come over here. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. But, uh, yeah, it was, we had a lot of fun. We got some good videos and stuff like that. And I got to shoot some stuff. I'd, Hadn't got to shoot before, including my first time with a binary trigger. And uh, that wasn't, I kind of thought that'd be difficult. There's nothing difficult about it. Uh, There's nothing to figure out or some route. Like, no, they tried to explain to you, you know, just, you know, make sure you do this and that. But it's pretty intuitive. I had no problem with it whatsoever. Got to shoot from uh, Trailblazer Firearms their pivot rifle, which is being released, I understand, very shortly. So uh, that was neat. I actually liked that a lot. Uh, I saw some new stuff from some vendors. I know Gunsnob got some content. They had detachable rifle stocks, uh, which were really cool. Magwell adapters for AR, so they'd accept pistol caliber magazines and stuff like that. Some really neat stuff that's coming out. Uh, so uh, was it worth the trip? Yeah, especially considering it was only about an hour and 10 minutes from my house. Uh, well, it was only an hour and 10 minutes, but did Snob come up by you and then you went together, or did you meet there? We met there. Okay, I was going to say, how was the adventure of it? Oh, Do you guys go just, to a restaurant out there or do any pranks or anything? No, we just we just met there in the parking lot, basically. We got there within five minutes of each other, so we rode on a bus together and uh, everything. And we're, we were together the entire time, so uh, got some, uh, not a whole lot of video, but I also did an Instagram Live while I was there, and I kept that on my Instagram if anybody wants to go back and watch it. I wanted some people to get the live experience if they so chose to. So uh, cell phone signals weren't 
super great, but I had three bars out there. So for the most part, it wasn't an issue. That I was a little worried about. You know, like at media day, they bring out those robot signal things that kind of work better than when there's no signal. Do they have anything like that, like to boost, you know? I didn't see anything, no. But there weren't a whole lot of media out there. In fact, I'm other than, you know, Ava, Ava Flanell was there. But as far as other YouTube creators and stuff, I didn't see them. Right on. So, so you get to talk to her? To chat with her at all? I didn't. Gunsnob uh, passed her in the crowd. I didn't get to see her. But uh, she was making the rounds out there for sure. Right on. And... Uh, but it was kind of nice having the you did you didn't have fight any other media, so they were kind of surprised to see media out there. Everybody was pretty receptive to filming, although they didn't act very used to it. They oh, really? Had so to, there wasn't a media event then. This was just literally for people in Kansas to check it out. Well, I mean, I they had it. media passes, but what was funny is I was showing my badge earlier. They actually gave me a VIP badge. I don't think they had such a thing as a media badge. They treated all the media as VIPs, which is kind of cool because you could go anywhere with a VIP badge. <laughs> I think, yeah, you just push people out of your way, right? You just yeah. Park, no, park they have out. people that do that for you. There's people that yeah. they see you come. VIP coming, get out of the way. I don't like So is it, uh, so that's what it is then. It's a uh, pay X amount of dollars to show up and then X amount of more dollars to be the VIPs. And then that way you create like an audience, sort of like a concert, I guess, like an event where you, you make your money on the people buying or buying, what's the word, tickets, and then uh, maybe T-shirts and swag. And then the vendors show up and, and it's a win-win because they get to hang out with directly with customers. Do you think that's what the goal of it was? I, I kind of think like that. Okay. This kind and of I a combination. Because so many media people focused on it when it was up in Washington, I just always assumed it was, we know what media day is. Let's make that except a little bit different in Washington. So it's, it's so my understanding that in Washington, it's an indoor event. Right. Exactly. Well, but I'm saying, I thought that they made it like, that's what they're going to be doing it. Like, so it's interesting though. So then that was, there was enough people in Kansas to make that a worthwhile. I mean, it seemed like a success. Everybody was smiling. Oh yeah. Right on. Yeah, it was a successful event, all that. There's a snob that's at the main entrance where all the... There's the live I was doing there, and then here's a little kind of a panorama of the general purpose range. You can get an idea of how many booths we had set up at the general purpose range. But as you can see, there wasn't a huge crowd there, but pretty good line of booths there. It looks a lot like range day. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. They can bring their range day stuff and, you know, all they're doing is spending employee hours here and some gas and then they're getting feedback on it or whatever. You know, if more people would have showed up, I'm sure they'd have been happy, but they're not really losing much. I guess what I'm saying, if nobody shows up, they're not shooting any ammo. Yeah. We asked them, they said, how was the crowd? They said, well, yesterday it was a little light in the morning. They said in the afternoon, it really started picking up. So I imagine maybe on Sunday, if we'd have stayed a little later, maybe the crowd would have started rolling in too. But I know mm-hmm. they they stopped at six o'clock. But That's uh, pretty late, actually, for Sunday. Yeah, it didn't it didn't start until ten. It went from ten to six both days. 
Okay, okay. No nighttime stuff then. No. Well, then, they had a banquet. Oh, okay. Uh, I believe uh, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday evening. Well, that they is had cool. A VIP banquet you could attend, and it was kind of like a banquet slash costume party that they had at a local hotel or something like that. All right, it's a hundred dollars cool. a ticket type thing. So yeah, they had that kind of stuff too. But everything was out. All the vendors, there were a bunch of vendors up at the entrance. All of your your gear vendors and stuff like that. And then you had your four separate ranges. This was the biggest range of them all. The long distance range only had about, I think, 12 to 18 vendors. I can't remember who all was there. Is there any terrain here? Are you just shooting off into prairie or are you shooting just shooting off into the prairie for the most part yeah but it'd be like trees behind her so it's like just different are these farms or are these parks this is a big this is a resort it's kind of a hunting resort oh okay uh, these are big managed areas not necessarily farms then okay that's cool right it's a huge private resort and hunting range and stuff real nice area where you walk in now here in my live I actually show any kind of paperwork or like booklets or pamphlets that they had printed or handed out no that well they might have had some I didn't pick up any but here is a they had this poster there's kind of the layout of the place so it's kind of big there's a long distance range there and uh so as you can see, your your main area was down here, and then you had a range up here, and you had a range back over here. And uh, and you got no choice. There, you're not driving to these ranges. You're taking their shuttles all the time. Right. They provided transportation for you. They had radios. If they didn't have a a golf cart there, and you needed transportation, they'd just radio somebody, and they'd come get you. But Towards the end, when the crowd started getting a little bigger, they actually had, and this was kind of only in Kansas type thing, but they had a hay wagon uh, pulled behind a pickup that had as a wagon with a row of hay bales, and you could get up there and sit on the hay bales and ride from range to range. I thought that was pretty awesome. <laughs> were were there a lot of kids there, or is that like? I didn't like- see kids there. Was that part of the event, or was that just somebody in Kansas driving it, the hay around and people jumped on their trailer? It was part of the event, I think. But they had every, <laughs> everything from uh, everything from vans to golf carts to whatever it took to get people back and forth, but they'd get you there. There was my first time shooting the binary. It was an AK-9. I, I have to say, like, pause right there that look on your face which is i've seen a lot on like new shooters or people like the first time they shoot full auto or like with this one the the first binary you just that bang 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 bang, bang and then <laughs> it's just smile like Big there's smile. No way, oh, yeah. everyone does that every single person goes like lifts their head up and is like that was cool oh yeah i just oh, i don't yeah. there's something about that i don't know if there's there's probably another you know, walks of life, there's something similar, but definitely in firearms, there's a way to get people, you can't not smile. Like, that's just, 
it's cool. Friends day or another smile. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, then here's one of the, this is up the main area. F1 firearms had their display of pretty stuff there to look at. So was this uh, kind of situation where they're handing out patches and loot? Or yeah. Is it, yeah. You, they had swag. Like shot show swag or like here's one. Yeah, here's pretty one much here. same thing. Stickers, patches. Yeah. I mean, quantity wise, like, Hey, I'm media. I'm going to grab a whole bunch. And they're like, sure. Here. Well, they didn't put out as many, but if you were media, yeah, they'd let you take whatever you wanted to take. Right on. That's awesome. That's super good. And uh, there was one booth where they did a patch swap with me. They said, if you got a patch, we'll give you a patch. So I gave them one of mine and they gave me one of theirs. Who was that? So, you know, I can't remember. How many people did you meet that you didn't know before? Versus how many people did you know already? Um, the only people I knew was uh, Aaron Aaron Void at uh, Trailblazer. I saw him, but the rest of them were all new to me. Oh, and okay. very, very friendly. Everybody was very friendly and receptive and... Uh, like I say, everybody was very welcoming, and uh, there was no, no standoffishness or anything like that. Everybody was there to have a good time. This is in Kansas, right? Yeah. Is it possible to get angry in Kansas? Like everybody's pleasant in Kansas, right? I don't. I don't think so. I was making the remark earlier. I said, and I was thinking about how great it is to live in a place where I had a T-shirt on. I had my. Uh, my EDC was in a inside the waistband holster and had a sweatshirt over it. So I was concealed carrying technically on the way there, stopped in a gas station, legally concealed carry, got to the range. When it got warm, I took my sweatshirt off and open carried for the last hour or two of the event, drove home without my sweatshirt on, went into the same gas station and got lunch, open carrying, Nobody batted an eye. So uh, now in Kansas, everything's fairly relaxed. So uh, everybody it, it was laid back, friendly, and had a good time. So You talk to somebody from Kansas, and they're like, yeah, it's pretty nice living in Kansas. The only bad thing is whenever foreigners jump onto our hay, hay tra- tra- uh, trailers, whenever we're driving slowly, driving our hay around slowly. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That farmer, I, I think that was just a nice Kansas dude. Like he was going someplace else and they're like, Oh, take me to the long range range. Oh, okay. I guess. And then when you get there, someone jumped in the parking lot. (laughs) Okay. I guess I have to. Well, it's possible. I suppose. Slow down to see the tourists and they all start jumping on his hay trailer. Dang. Hey, you guys want to ride? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, we kind of been talking. What was the admission would have been? I think for the general public, I think it was 20 or something like that. VIP was 100, but uh, uh, general public, I think it was 20. I didn't pay anything, of course. And, and then you can shoot all you want when you walk yeah. up? Or pay yeah. also? Oh, that's a super bargain. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you talk to the promoters at all? Uh, well, they were... 
And when you got in the bus, they had people from Rainier Arms that were in the bus with you, and they would welcome you and say, hope you have a good time, you know, here's who we are, why we're here, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, they oh, were all so, over. So you get there, you park in some field, and then they gather people. It's sort of like that. Have you been to the one at the other one at not Media Day, but that other one at the, dang, I can't think of the name, you know, the, the gun range that's halfway between Media Day and Vegas? No, I haven't. Okay, that's how they are too. They because their range is up on the hill, like an old quarry. So you park at the bottom, and they take you up in vans to the kind of terraces where the where the ranges are. But that's super smart. So they take you in and uh, park over here, and then you got to drive a certain way to get to a range. But that's when they can give you the welcome to our um, event and thank you for showing up. And here's why we're here and that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Oh yeah. How much time was it, like five minutes, or was it, like, longer now? Yeah, it was two or three, but it's a very pretty drive because you kind of drive across this bridge. It goes over this pond and everything, and then it kind of circles around the resort area, and you go up a hill, and then you see all the tents when you get up there and everything, and they let you out right at the registration desk. They had two tents where you walk up and do your registration, which was they had everything waiting for you. They asked who you were. I didn't even have to present, you know, my email or anything. They said, okay, so you're media. Who are you with? And I told them, Gizzard Gary. And they said, oh, we've got your badge right here. So they went back and handed it to me. It's already made up. And they said, make sure and pick up a, uh, they handed out backpacks to everybody. And uh, the backpack had like a pair of, Walker earmuffs. Now they weren't the powered earmuffs; they were just the regular ones, and a set of uh, eye pros. So if you didn't bring any, they were given. They gave it away to you in the bags. So uh, that was pretty nice. I suppose only VIPs got those, but uh, yeah, that yeah, was that's nice. nice. It wasn't just the little foam things. Most well, every time I've been to Range Day, they'll just have like a bucket of those crappy little foam ones, which no, is. The, these it, were over the year, yeah. Kind of for a month, for sure. Kind of depends because those aren't really expensive, and you know, worst that happens is you you have leftovers, you donate them to a range or something or 4-H. But anyway, I, I've seen. But they do they, the same thing at Shot Show at Range Day. They yeah, you can they pick up one pair of those. So uh, anyway, got the giveaway up on the screen. Uh, hashtag is EBC one fifty three. We're a little bit late because we've been gabbing. <laughs> I think you should give away those ear pro because you're late. Yeah, then I got to shut your pros from Shot Show that I keep forgetting that I got, and I look at them and be like, "Oh, I should give those away," and then I forget about them until like right now. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I got two of those ear pros from Shot Show because there was this giant pile of ear pros." And on well, at the end of Shot Show, what it was at the end of Media Day, they're like, "Anybody wants these, take them, like, take them." There's piles and piles of them. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I will give away the the iPro and the EarPro <laughs> from the uh, TriggerCon to the winner. I will I will do it. Uh, Sorry, I realize I bully you a lot about this giveaway. You don't have to do what I say. That's but all right. Like, do another one. Give away your house. What about your car? And you're like, okay, I guess. It's not I, like I, I, I you have to do what I say. <laughs> it's, it's not like I don't have several 
several sets of Pro around here. So, yeah, these things are still in the package. So, heck, yeah. You, you can tell me to shut up, dude. You don't have to do what I say. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling bad. Only, the only cost to me is it's going to cost me $5 or so to ship them. But what the heck, it's an anniversary. And I'll even throw in a Gizzard Gary patch. How about that? Oh, snap. Along with the normal stuff. So we got 24 people. Tony said, I could use more ear and eye pro. Well, hope you win. Uh, give you another couple minutes. We'll go ahead and have the drawing here in about two minutes. So 24 people out there entered. Yeah, since I sweetened the pot, look at all these entries come in. Heck yeah. And uh, let's see. Jason says it's not every day that you see an armed five foot chicken. Well, that's probably true. <laughs> uh, SWVA Marksman is out there. Haven't seen you in a while. Thank you for coming in. Channel member, great supporter. Uh, so uh, let's see. There was a question back there. Did you make it to the Angstamp booth? They had a pretty cool integrated suppressed nine millimeter. I don't recall seeing that. Let's see. Tara Smith's kitchen is talking about weed is open and legal. Wow, I missed that. That's for sure. Uh, Twenty six people entered out there. I see people sneaking over on the Facebook side entering. You can enter on uh, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch. Some people enter on all three. Um, Do it. If you've got those platforms out there, do it. Uh, Tara Smith says, Losing my mind like a rat running circles up the wall in my cage. Found MTV Classic on TV, though. Wow. 28 people entered in the giveaway. Somebody's going to get some really cool stuff here in a few seconds because I'm going to hit that button coming up in about 10 seconds. And five, four, three. Can we make it 30? Do we have anybody else that wants to enter? How about 30? Is it difficult to click the button without obnoxious here? It is. We got 30 entries, so I clicked the button. All right, good luck. Who's going to win? Agorizer. Agorizer, you are the winner. Congratulations. Congratulations. Now, Agorizer, if I don't have your current address, please send that to me. Send it to winner at gizzardgary.com very cool very very cool indeed all right lots of congrats for agorizer out there that's been a while since agorizers won anything I don't know. Has Agorizer ever won anything on my channel? Yes, I do keep track of such things because I'm kind of anal about that. Let's see. 
never won anything on foul territory. No, never won either one. So, yeah, Agorizer, please send me your address because it looks like you're a first-time winner. That's awesome. All right. So here we are. We are in the third hour of the early bird chat on this fine Sunday, October the 9th. So uh, what do we got going out there? We had a poll earlier. Mike White says, I thought that I was supposed to win today, Carrie. <laughs> I don't have the poll from earlier. It's scrolled off the screen, but uh, we talked about uh, <clears throat> we talked about whether anybody did any shopping for guns or ammo or whether they actually went shooting, hunting, or went to an event, or how many people did none of the above, and 53% didn't do anything fun this weekend, which is kind of sad. So, uh, Tony said, poll? Yeah, it was at the beginning of the chat. So, uh, yeah, I encourage you to try to do something fun if you can. And uh, there's lots of weekends I don't do anything fun, but I actually got out to an event and got to shoot some guns. So I consider that a successful weekend. Anytime you can go out and shoot, especially when you're shooting other people's guns and other people's ammo, and it didn't cost you anything but gas, why wouldn't you? Plus you got to, in my case, visit with a friend you hadn't seen in a while. So... That was a definitely a good weekend. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty decent. Uh, what's it take to get to Tulsa? About the same? Tulsa's about a three-hour drive for me. Oh, okay. And, the, yeah, this was, this was a shorter trip than what I would have normally taken to go see my daughter and my son-in-law. It was actually more or less on the way there. But... Uh, it's an hour and a half for me to get to my daughter's every weekend, and this was an hour and 10 minutes. So what was interesting is you were on highways for the last 10 miles, and the last 10 miles was this tiny little two-lane road that went through the town of Fall River, which is a little tiny town that doesn't have any gas stations or anything in it. And then you were snaking through basically country roads and kind of back country and all of a sudden you see all these big trigger con signs and it's like well i'm getting close now so yeah you were really out in uh in rural kansas which is kind of neat i mean to be away from pretty much all civilization entirely and then being bussed in there were, you know, no cars or anything nearby, no noise from vehicles driving by, just the sound of the range. It's really funny because they called cold range after we were there about an hour and a half or so, and everybody stopped shooting, and it was just just a quiet of being out there on a prairie. It's kind of surreal. <laughs> yeah, real quick, I got to head out, so I'll catch you guys later. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for being here, Rich. Yep. Have a good day, guys. Yeah, you too. All right. So, uh, let's see. Smeggy says, I did nothing this weekend. Uh, 
I missed something out in a private chat. It's probably somebody telling me goodbye. Yes, Maggie said got to go. Okay. So, uh, let's see. Tara said it's kind of like being a kid at a rich friend's house that actually had cable. Anytime you can go to a range day event as media, that's a good time if you ever can get that gig. And uh, I don't know if TriggerCon, well, TriggerCon must not have had a whole lot of media apply, but they didn't have any requirements as to channel size or anything like that that I know of. But, uh, and maybe the first day they might have had some other people there. I know there were some YouTube personalities that were slated to attend. And uh, perhaps they were there later in the day, like, you know, so who's to say? So uh, it's hard to say if you go to places as media, it's okay. So back in the day, I would say if you went to places as media and you didn't do nothing, then they're going to remember you. And then, you know, it's one trick pony. You'll get, you get a chance to talk to everybody once. And then eventually everybody starts talking to each other and they're like, you know, oh, that, you know, or maybe the lack of whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're just going to get fewer and fewer opportunities, I think, if you just show up, you know, return on investment type of thing. And then there's those people that are constantly returning on investment and they can't ever turn it off. And I don't know, that's got to have appeal, but, you know, less appeal also than whatever the middle is, right? And I don't know where in the middle. So you've been going to things for years now. Where are, where is it now? Like, can people show up as media and just hang out? Or do you think that the manufacturers and the, whatever you want to call the representatives that are there, are they paying attention enough? Like, do all they see is cameras and, and Instagram posts or do they have relationships with people and kind of tab, keep tabs of, you know, what I'm trying to, or I don't know if I'm saying it right. I don't want to say there was clicks, but you basically, you know, there was people putting in more work than others and you would get more a time with them or more attention depending on how much work you're putting in. Is that the way I say it? Well, obviously there are, there are levels of media. I mean, obviously there are your big, huge, you know, uh, YouTube channels that have a million views and you're like, uh, TFB and stuff like that. And James Reeves was there, by the way. I forgot he was there. I didn't see him, but I heard he was there yesterday. So, of the firearms blog. So, your bigger channels, when they go to, like, uh, SHOT Show Range Day events, they get a lot of attention. Uh, They will clear space for them in their camera equipment. They will set up special things just for them to do their videos because they know they're going to get a huge number of views. But my experience is, for the most part, especially at SHOT Show, these guys know media are there, and they are very accommodating. If you ask them, you know, can you set up at this angle so I can record this, they will be more than happy to accommodate you because they know why you're there, and they know that it benefits them as well as you. You've got to kind of approach it from you're there for a reason. You're there to promote you're there to bring the news out and stuff like that. They know that, and you know that. If you're just out there walking around and not 
producing content, you're really not doing much for them. So they want you to participate. You know, that's kind of why you're there. Uh, They want you to talk about what they have. They want you to show people what they have. And yes, they do want you to shoot their guns if you want to. Because how better to give an experience as to what you thought of this or that as, you know, you've picked it up. You've shot it. Maybe there's a video, if you've got somebody to help you video, of you shooting it. So you can talk firsthand about this to the people that you have contact with. I, To me, it's kind of the ultimate get-the-word-out situation. So, uh, yeah, as media, yeah, your first instinct, and for the first hour or two at my first SHOT Show range day, I'm like just in awe standing around watching people shoot. And then I kind of got the hang of, well, you need to become part of the experience. And I remember the first time I stood in line and actually got to shoot a full automatic AK. And then it's like, oh, okay. So you're part of the experience. It's not just watching people shoot. It's, you know, everybody shooting, everybody I mean, there's some to that. You can film other people shooting too and stuff like that. But it's an immersive experience. And so I think if you're going to be effective media, it's kind of sort of your thing to jump in and be part of it. That's that's what I saw people doing. Everything from the smaller channels like me to the much bigger ones. But for the most part, going up and down the line and... uh being part of the experience. That's why they're there. That's why there are things like TriggerCon and stuff like that, I think. And that's why these people make these shows. I mean, that's how they, you know, makes it worth their while to get stuff in front of people. And so if you I have think a- having an event like that where you can have a low barrier to entry for media, right? So that you don't have to be some, some, you must be this big or this large or whatever the parameter is, right? This many subscribers or this many views or something, mm-hmm. you know, just whoever wants to be media can be media. Well, not everybody necessarily, but, you know, very low barrier. And then uh, I'm assuming that people that were there that wanted to use their cell phone or something were encouraged and welcome to do it. Oh, yeah. Which you end up with, I think, is a very a better market or marketing or whatever it is, advertising, like, you know, you better because it's instead of being, Hey, let's all put the right camera and make it all perfect and fake and set up and, you know, produced. And here you go. Here's a look at it. Instead of that, it's a whole bunch of people asking questions and like say smiling and enjoying it and regular people getting a chance to check it out. And, Oh, let's go to the next one. So I can show you what this one's like or something. You know, that, that part, uh, you can't pay for that as a company. So I think there's, and, well, that's the thing. I don't know. There's it, it, there's a lot of people being media. There's a lot of people out there taking pictures. So they, unless they're a very small company, they can't be aware of all of it. But uh, I guess if you're out there participating, like you say, in it, then every once in a while you're going to get something that gets big or get some kind of numbers, get some kind of views or whatever. And that might be something you can use to say, Hey, I'm not only participating, but every once in a while this happens, can we talk? Right. And that's, that gets you a foot in the door. 
and you didn't have to know anybody or have any special access or privilege or something, right? You can just, you know, put in the work and be part of it. And if you actually go to the booth and talk to the people, they will tell you, they will tell you details about what they've got out there to shoot and what's new about it. And they might even give you a tidbit or two about what's coming out in the next few weeks. I got some of that yesterday about new products that were coming out, some very interesting stuff. And it's like, okay, you are one of the first people in the country to know this is coming. This is kind of, you know, from the news standpoint, you know, if you want to be at the forefront of news, which uh, I think a lot of us do, it's a very neat aspect of things to actually talk to the people whose job it is to promote, or in some cases, with Trailblazer Firearms, you're talking to the owner of the company, which I've met Aaron many times. I mean, when you talk to him, you're talking about the guy who came up with the idea for the life card you can kind of get into his head about why he designed it the way he did and stuff like that (laughs) how often do you especially as a small creator get the chance to have that one-on-one with you know some of the people in the industry who you know a lot of people have heard of but they haven't actually gotten to put the face you know you can shake his hand you can talk to him and there was a lot of that out there so uh, that's a great part about attending an event like that. If you get the chances, you can be right in on the ground floor of stuff. And uh, it's pretty awesome. So if you ever get the chance, guys, go. You don't get many of these in life. And how often do you have something like that right in your backyard, as I was saying yesterday? It was kind of a... Kind of a lark, kind of a fluke, if you will, that TriggerCon was held in Kansas this year. But thank goodness it was, because it wouldn't have been the event it was otherwise. And I wouldn't have got the chance to attend otherwise. So if anybody from Rainier Arms is out there in the audience, well, thank you for coming to Kansas. I hope you come back. And if you were out there, then I'm glad you did. Uh, Let's see. So Maggie says, that's like the guys from Deadfoot Arms. They make folding AR butt stocks that fire when folded. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, Bjorn is taken off. Honcho Fit said hi earlier. We have 27 people out there in the audience. Uh, jump in, tell us what you want to talk about. If anybody doesn't have a link to the panel and would like one, send me an email at info at gizzardgary.com. We'll get you in there. And Does anybody know what year CMMG started making the Banshee? Hmm, that's a good question. I do not. Maggie said, that's like, oh, what? whoops, I highlighted the wrong thing. Super nice people. The people at the trade shows are the ones that develop the product. Oh, yeah. Dead foot arms he's talking about. Okay. 
Uh, Tony says, I maintain that all gun people owe themselves at least one trip to Wanamaker. I agree. Now, Wanamaker is a completely different experience from SHOT Show or NRAM or anything else, but it is a huge show with usually a huge crowd and all mingling about each other and uh, just everything you could imagine all in one place. So, uh, yeah, if you get a chance, you should definitely go to Wanamaker, which I plan on going next month for my, this will be my eighth show, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. The only reason it wasn't 10 was in 20. In 2020, they didn't have any shows. Otherwise, it would have been 10 straight shows. But this will make eight. Buck is going to be there. He said, I made two trips going for number three in November. Kingpin says, when I get rich, I am holding a shot show with zero cameras. Nothing against shot show, by the way. Um. What was I going to say? I heard... That uh, USCCW is on the same weekend as Wanamaker. USCCA. USCCA, I mean. And, uh, yeah, so the gun snob is trying to figure out how he's going to be able to attend both events. Because that's down in Fort Worth, I believe. USCCA. So, uh He's going to try to make it to both. Of course, he's going to be, you know, splitting between days and stuff like that. And it's a several-hour trip for him. So, uh, Honcho Fett says, still want to go to Wanamaker. Tony says, I won't go back before the cabin is done, but I do want to go back. Yeah, I've met. I have met several YouTubers at Wanamaker. There's going to be some there this year that have never been before, or at least I heard. So looking forward to meeting some some uh, people I haven't met, you know, friends I know from YouTube but I've never met in person. That's a good place to meet them. Uh, maybe if I'm lucky, maybe get another trip to Hugo's. I haven't been to Hugo's in a while. If you like bacon, Hugo's is a place to go for breakfast. And I am staying in Claremore this year. Whenever it's still the same anymore. Let's see. I was there. I think it was about a year ago I was there and it was still the same. I've been there three times, I believe. Three or four to Hugo's. And what's that? That's good to hear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hugo's is an experience. Uh, like I say, if you like bacon or if you just like a big breakfast, there's nothing like breakfast at Hugo's. Um, usually the first day before we go, some people like to go on Friday to J.M. Davis if it's their first time there especially, and I recommend that. If you've never been to Tulsa, you've got to make a trip to the J.M. Davis Museum there in Claremore. It's really something to see. Uh, there are other museums around there, as I found out 
a year or two ago. If you get a chance to go to Wooler Rock, that's definitely a nice place too. There's so much to see around the Tulsa area that I didn't even know was there. And uh, nice places to eat, nice places to get together. Tony says J.M. Davis is great. We were kind of spoiled. I have been there twice to where the curator was there and gave us a guided tour, including the first time. I've been on that guided tour twice now. And uh, it's always awesome to go through that, especially with people who've never been through it before. That first year, we had a whole slew of people who went through that guided tour, and we were all falling around with our cameras and stuff. It was pretty awesome. Uh, Abigail Finnegan is out there. Good morning, Abby, who now has her chicken. We mentioned that on Friday. Abby got her chicken finally. I don't know what was wrong with YouTube that wasn't displaying her chicken, but she's got it now. As well she should. Tony said the Will Rogers Museum is another. That one I haven't been to. But, uh, yeah, Tulsa's a good time. There's good food right there, if you like. They've got cheesesteaks right there at the venue. They have uh, pulled pork barbecue, all kinds of a chicken on a stick, if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, food vendors, you won't go hungry at Wanamaker. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to that. I know that uh, I heard that uh, Ghost and Clover are also staying in uh, Claremore and Buck. So, uh, Tony said there are several sites to see right there in Claremore. Yeah, Claremore is a nice little town that's just a short drive away. From Tulsa. This is kind of a nice base of operations. You're not right there in the city. Although the first time I was there, we stayed right there in the city. There's something to be said there. But uh, yeah, I hope you guys can make it to Wanamaker one of these days. Abby says, I'm good. Woke up kind of late because I couldn't fall asleep till 3 a.m. because my fiance had an overnight shift. Mm. Devil Dog says Wanamaker show looks good and only $15 entry I've always been lucky enough to have a media pass I, I hope they keep doing that it is definitely nice to have media credentials where you're allowed to video and uh, photograph and stuff like that because they don't normally allow that at the show and to have that exclusive access and yes you can get good content at Wanamaker some of some of my favorite videos were done there at Wanamaker now Tara Smith's Kitchen says my sister lives in Pryor me personally I would stay there I went to school in both Pryor and Adair, or Adair, whatever it is. I don't have the gun snob here to help me pronounce that stuff correctly, so.
So uh, we mentioned uh, we ran the promotion for gearwebsites.com earlier. So uh, just a reminder that every every Friday is Free Patch Friday at gearwebsites.com. So uh, if you like free stuff, they have patches, stickers, and other items. Every Second Matters gear. That's where you get that stuff. Gun Channel's gear. Um, all kinds of cool stuff. You need to check out gearwebsites.com and check out the stuff they have there. Um, let's see. What else is going on? We have some other shows coming up later today. I do believe that uh, we have uh, Georgia Trapping and Fishing after this show, typically at 1 p.m. Central. Uh, Foreign and Domestic with the Scottish American is at 6 p.m. Central, and if uh, Locked and Loaded Latinos, they vary their time and date sometimes, so uh, I don't know whether they're going live at 6 or at 5 sometimes. Sometimes it's not on Sunday, so... uh, If you follow my channel, check out my community tab, and I will post links to all the Sunday live streams. It's kind of a thing I do to help share with all the other people who do Sunday live streams. So you can make sure and find the ones that you like. I presume that Rich White is doing this week Unloaded on his Unloaded media channel. That is at 7.30 p.m. Central, typically. So, uh... I encourage everybody to check out the other Sunday live streams. I realize you have other things to do during the day, so you may not be able to watch all of them, but as you can, as time allows, I encourage you to uh, visit some of the other channels that I patronize and uh, join us in some good conversations and uh, good content. I know those are all quite different in their presentations. One, if you haven't checked it out, you have to check out Locked and Loaded Latinos, and I think G-Webs would agree with me on that one. You won't find much more vibrant promotion of the Second Amendment as you will with those two. And I like that they pay attention to whatever news they're paying attention to, and then... Well, they do a little bit more gaming than I would pay attention to normally, but they, uh, the way they pay attention to the news and just being young, I guess, right? Having a different position on Second Amendment and stuff is definitely um, worth the time. You get a lot of yeah, They are very, very engaging on the camera and very knowledgeable about what they talk about and stuff like that. It's just an enjoyable show. Uh, I really enjoy their stuff. I enjoy promoting them and uh, they're good people. I'd like to meet them and like to meet them in person someday. Maybe I will. I like the shows that are just, they just go and do what they're going to do and you just experience their development as project or as a channel or in this case as a a couple of kids doing their thing pretty cool oh yeah and uh i wouldn't have known anything about them except uh gwebs was talking about them so i joined their show it's like ah now i see what this is all about this is really good so try something new if you haven't tried see what you think i enjoy that stuff 
So, uh, yeah, there's that. Let's see. <laughs> Buck says, I can't wait to meet Gizzard Gary. I think we've met a few times, Buck. <laughs> but I do look forward to seeing you always. Honcho uh, Fit says, sending you a message regarding the upcoming Wanamaker Gun Show. Okay. Sounds good. I will uh, look for that then. So what else is going on out there in the audience? Coda is out there and says, I have a question. Well, you go right ahead with your question, Coda. I'll try to answer it as best I can. If it's a question I can answer, let's put it that way. If you're out there in the audience and you've got questions or just something you want to talk about or maybe talk about a gun you bought or want to buy or 2A questions, we'll do the best we can. Mike White says, the problem I have with watching them is that they are on the same time as San Diego Gun Owners 2A radio show. Uh, Coda wants to know, are you in America? Yes, indeed, Coda, I am in America. In the hemisphere known as the Americas, both north, south, and central, we are in the Americas. I am in the United States of America, to be specific. Where is Coda? Yeah, where are you, Coda? Kingpin says, any thoughts on competitive shooting, I guess that is, in your retirement, Giz? Me? Competitive shooting? I might do it for fun. I know my range that I go to has has some, uh, you know, uh, friendly competitive shoots and stuff like that that I've never been able to make because they happen when I'm still at work. And now I'll have the chance to do that. So, yeah, I would like to try that. Uh, I don't know whether I'd be up the top or anything, but it's not so much that you win. I mean, of course, you're going to try to win, but just to improve your skills and maybe to get with some other people who are doing it and just to have fun, I can see that being worthwhile. And it'd get me out shooting more. So, yeah, it's really not a bad idea, Kingpin. Uh, Coda says, because I'm in the UK and the most I can get is an air rifle due to gun laws. All right. He says, I am an amateur air rifle target shooter from my school. Any tips? I've never shot an air rifle. Uh, Mike White says, they make some really powerful air rifles. Tony says, you retired, Gary. I will be retiring as of December the 15th. So what so, about uh, Rimfire Metallic? Rimfire Metallic. Yeah, that's where they have, uh, imagine like a pretty short bay, like maybe 25 yards or even less maybe. Mm -hmm. And it's on the ground. There's a whole bunch I mean, dozens and dozens and dozens of little tiny metal things, chickens and, oh, sorry, but chickens and what would they be? Little pigs, you know, little tiny shapes of metal. And then you shoot them with rimfire. And I don't really know if it's for time or what it is, but they have it out here. And no, I never watched it or been there, but I go to the range and shoot at those things all the time because it's super, it's infinitely fun because it costs like nothing. 
and when I go out to the back in the day when I would go to the range, there was nobody ever out there. So I could just sit at that bay shooting at those little tin, little metal things all day. You'd go out there and flip them all back over for a while and then come back in and, you know, empty a mag or two, shooting them all over again. But uh, very low effort and cost and it seems like a lot of fun. And then you get to shoot shit. That would be cool. Let's see. I'm going to drop a link to a girl named Ginny Thrasher. Mm-hmm. It's an Olympic shooter, and I follow her on the Instagrams, and uh, she coaches people that are interested in competitive marksmanship type shooting at uh, well, small bore, and I'm assuming air rifle would be compatible. Compatible, or oh, I compatible. imagine. But there's a lot to it. I don't remember anymore because that's stuff I did when I was a little kid for a brief time, and then moved on from it. But advice for, do you say a student or just? I don't know if this is a young person or not. Maybe we just got the impression. Oh, for my school. Okay. I imagine this is a young person then. Yes. Okay. I'd say keep in mind it's tough to think of this when you're little, but think about your toys that you had when you were a little kid or think about, you know, the interest that you've had just while you've been older. And remember that shooting is going to be like that throughout your life. So get into it as much as you want, but remember there's a lot to it and there's more to it. So keep looking around. There's lots more you can do in those countries, even though everybody likes to dismiss them as being completely prohibitive. It's the people that normalize it, that get the trend back, that move the window over, that show that it's not the property that's the problem. And that's what's happened over there. There's a bunch of people that weren't familiar with the property. They got talked into thinking that the property was the problem. And now that the property's gone, uh, there's still the problem. So you've got that situation there. So of course I'm going to take it back to right. So if you'd like to do more with shooting, keep in mind that you can. And if it needs to be that you have to change the way it is there, then be prepared to do that because we're constantly defending our ability to do stuff here. You're certainly able to change what's been changed in the near or the recent history there. But, uh, yeah, have fun with it and yeah, enjoy. There's a world of opportunities as a youngster today in 2022. I can't even imagine. Absolutely. Yeah, Kingpin says, enjoy yourself first and foremost. PNW Woods says, remember to breathe out when pulling the trigger. Uh, Tony says, lots of trigger time. I would love to, I've always wanted to buy an air rifle. Uh, I may yet one of these days. I'm not sure why, but just the experience of, a, you know, a little different experience. Uh, uh, Buck says, ask a lot of questions. Most people will be glad to help you. All good, all good advice out there. Yep. Never be shy to ask somebody if you can shoot their gun. Almost everybody is like, oh, yeah, here you go. I was asking lots of people. Actually, they were offering yesterday. That's a great thing about where I was. People were saying, hey, you want to shoot this? And I'm like, yes. Yes, I do. (laughs) I didn't have to ask. So a lot of good advice out there. 11.51 here in the central time zone. Quote, unquote, the only time zone that matters. 
So we've got a little over an hour left in the show. If you've got something you want to talk about, shoot me an email. You can shoot an email or you can leave a comment. Shoot an email to info at gizzardgary.com. Uh, okay, so I've got an email with some questions. Uh, Honcho Fed, I got your email and I will uh, respond here when I get an opportunity to. Uh, Kingpin says, I got to shoot my friend's 38 Super Colt in his SIG 22-1911. First time shooting the SIG. Tony said, I was more than willing to let people shoot my stuff when in Tulsa. I know when I went to Thunder on the Prairie back in June in Nebraska, and there was a, not a huge crowd of us there, but a, I don't know, a dozen or so. And that was pretty much the that was pretty much the mood as everybody sat out their guns and they encouraged everybody else come shoot my gun let us know you know let me know what you think about it and that was great you know getting to uh, pick up somebody like Fusa's competition gun and shoot it you know this is what competitive shooters use and uh, all the way up to a black powder revolver which i had never shot before and just the experiences of you know stuff you don't own now you can see what it's like okay maybe i would like this or okay i don't like so uh, the more experiences you can have as far as shooting community goes i think the more you enjoy and feel like you're part of it if you've had this experience of doing this or that even so much as I had my NAA mini revolvers there. And I had an old antique uh, high standard 22. And it's like, oh, I bet you've never shot one of these before. You want to try it? You know, and uh, people, you know, that's really cool. And that's what's great about being part of a community like this is when we get together we do things like that, and we just enjoy sharing experiences, not only talking about it, but here, pick it up and shoot it if you're at a place you can do that. That's the ultimate of sharing and uh, sharing knowledge, sharing experiences and stuff like that. So as much as you want to jump in and be part of this community, you know, come to events when we get together and uh, share the experiences. And uh, I think you'll find out that we're a pretty darn friendly, pretty darn nice bunch of people. Uh, I know the five years I've been part of this or better has really changed my life as far as the friendships that I've made and the relationships and uh, the things I do that I would have never dreamed of doing five years ago, going to places like SHOT Show and Wanamaker, NRAM, TriggerCon, I would have never dreamed. I might watch videos of people doing that and thinking that would be cool. But here I am, I'm doing these things. And... uh It's like, if you, if you didn't think that could be you, you're wrong. It could be you. It's not that hard. 
If people will watch my videos, they'll watch yours, certainly. Uh, Tony said, I even let Night Strike shoot my stuff. He said, I had a bunch of the cowboy guns. Chris Lang says, Gizzard, did I hear you correctly? Never shot an air rifle. $70 at Wally World. Nothing like having to hold 58 MOA at 100 yards trying to hit a target. No, no, I owned BB guns, kid, and stuff like that, but never an air rifle. And I just think it would be cool. I just don't know which one to buy and stuff like that. Uh, let's see. Tony says, uh, I brought ammo that was pretty mild. I did not want to hand someone a 44 Mag Vaquero with hot loaded stuff. G-Web says, what would you do different from your first trip to Tulsa, first trip to SHOT Show? My first trip to Tulsa, I was totally overwhelmed. I can remember that stepping in those doors and seeing the sheer size of the place, it's like, whoa. And I think everybody, they say that the first time they're there, is they're just overwhelmed by the sheer size of it. Where do you start? Well, There's I've never been in any room that big with that, you know, I've been in it an empty and I've been in it when it's being put together. Like I've literally been in empty before. That's cool. But I've been in it when it's, you know, being put together where there's some people in it, you know, it's tables and everything everywhere. And then obviously when it's full, but that's a unique building. More than can... a convention center. No convention center lets you just see across the whole building like that. I've never been in it when it's empty. Now, I have been there on a Friday when not everybody was set up yet, and it was just vendors in there. That's a completely different experience, too, kind of seeing some of the people are getting their stuff set up. Not everybody's there yet, and it's quiet. That's definitely a different experience versus Saturday when you open those doors because you'll see there's a sea of people waiting to get in the public entrance. And here you are, if you're media, you get to go in the exhibitor's entrance and the onrush of people when they open those doors and it's like it's just filling up with a sea of people and it's loud and people are excited and spreading out. And it's like uh, nothing you've ever seen before. But yeah, that's your first question is where do I start? And I guess, you know, what I would do different. I know, I I think everybody, once you've been to Wanamaker a few times, you've got your go-to people that you start with. And you kind of have a game plan once you've been there the first time. You kind of learn that you need to line up when you want to do interviews, for example. You can't just walk in right away in the middle of the busiest day and say, can I do an interview? Because there are probably six 10 people waiting in line to buy stuff. They don't want to stop selling stuff to let you do a silly YouTube interview, but you might be able to set up a time later to come back. Why don't you come back around two o'clock and do it? Shot shows much the same way. There are booths you can get to that aren't busy and will let you do a, a video right away. There are others that say, well, come back on Wednesday, come back on Thursday. And you set up a time with them. After a while, you get your app and you get organized. 
and you keep track of where you're supposed to be and when, and you learn who will give you videos and who won't, and you kind of get strategy together. That My first SHOT Show, I didn't have a good game plan and strategy going in. You know, what you do on this day versus what you do on this day. After you've done it a time or two, you kind of get it down and you don't stress over it anymore because you know going in what you're going to do. You right. know, you know that the first time. You, you can know that you need to get there eventually, right? But you right. got to know going in the first time. Blind and, or whatever. Right. You know. And you don't know, for example, depending on the size of your channel, some people are going to be receptive to working with you. Others are going to not want to work with you. You kind of get a feel of who you can work with, who is a good interview. You know, some people will spend a lot of time with you and uh, make sure you have good camera angles on their stuff. Taurus is great about that. They will, you know, do the whole presentation for you just as well as they will a big channel. They'll do it for a small channel too. Make sure you can get close-ups of their guns and, uh, you know who will give you a good interview that will make good content on YouTube, for example, and stuff like that, or Instagram, and who flat doesn't want you around. So uh, after a while, and uh, well, that's you, good. Yeah, that's a good point. Because once you've been there your second and third time, they get to know you, and it's like, oh yeah, you're here to do a video again, like you were last time. We remember you. <laughs> a lot of that too. It helps to build good relationships. You learn to, <clears throat> when you're promoting yourself, to make sure you have business cards with good contact information on there and to collect business cards and to present yourself well, you know, to kind of, quote unquote, sell yourself as legitimate media and stuff like that. So they'll know you're serious about what you do because you want to be, you want to make sure they see the benefit in you just, you know, the same as you see in Bennett, because it is a symbiotic relationship, especially at SHOT Show. Uh, they're there for you, but really, you're there for them, and you got to remember that. As long as you remember that, it all works out just fine. So, uh, yeah, you learn that stuff, especially the second time through. I enjoyed my second SHOT Show much more than I did my first one, because I was nervous. I felt like a fish out of water. Then I realized, you know what you're doing. Just get in there and do your stuff. So you kind of got to act like you belong there. If you act like you belong there, you'll be fine. So that'd be my best advice. But yeah, that first time through, especially now you go back to Wanamaker, it's huge. If you tried to walk the entire thing, and I know people like G-Webs probably have walked that entire floor a time or two. It'll wear you out. You better have good shoes. Uh, make sure you have plenty to drink and stuff like that because the restrooms are few and far between. And Talking Wanamaker again? Yeah. yeah. And it changes a little bit depending on how busy the year is. Like they have, what do you call them, like? wings or sections of the building that they don't always fill up and sometimes they're completely full even the ramps there's been years where the ramps were full of tables right stuff's being sold on those ramps yeah 
But as big as that is now, SHOT Show will wear you out because SHOT Show is many days of walking the concrete floor. And uh, you've got to make sure and take maybe take water with you or something like that and pace yourself. And if you have to rest, rest. Uh, that's another thing I can't stress. If you're going to go to any of these shows, make sure you have good, comfortable shoes that that you've broken in and stuff because you're going to be spending a lot of time on your feet. And uh, that's one of the most important things that I've found out the wrong way one year. Don't bring a new pair of shoes to SHOT Show. <laughs> that's a bad idea. Break them in first. Otherwise, you're going to get blisters on your feet and everything else. Shot show is a long enduring type thing. You have several days of it. Uh, you kind of get a strategy about what you want to do, what day, an example. But you've got plenty of time. But there's lots to see. From a media standpoint, you may be covering guns. You may be covering knives. You may be covering EDC gear. There's all of that there. You know, what do you want to see? What Different sections have different things. And the layout changes every year. And unlike where I was this last weekend at SHOT Show, there's tons of media there. So you got to be careful not to get in their way. Walk in front of a camera while they're trying to do an interview. You got to be careful. For that SHOT Show, that's really easy to do. Or end up appearing in somebody's video by accident because you're in the background. There's a lot of that, too. <laughs> I've done that. I've watched other people's videos. It's like, I didn't know they were there. <laughs> I'm in a whole bunch of people's videos. We're in the one person's video shooting something while they're saying, we're going to be the first ones to shoot this. And we're, like, literally behind them shooting it. One of, my, one of my favorite things to do at SHOT shows to walk straight to the tourist booth. That's just something I do. I want to get there before they're busy and get something in the can. And here I am last year. I walk straight to the tourist booth and I'm getting trying to get an interview lined up and around the corner, I take a turn and there's Clovertack there. And it's like, doggone it, we're competing for the same people here. <laughs> but that stuff's going to happen. You just wait your turn. <laughs> and all the years ago, and I think the only time I went in, I've been there for the Ruger 556. That was back when I would do like what Pink does and say, what do you want to see? And right and take pictures for everybody out there because there wasn't as many people going back then. But then, so everybody wanted to see the Ruger 556. So I was one of the first to take pictures of that and get them online. Not that I was, I was, I took pictures of it like the third day of SHOT Show because it was, they had it in a silver they painted a case silver and then put it in the middle as a black gun. So it was really hard to take pictures of, but people were taking pictures of it constantly. But back then this was, I don't know when it came out, seven, six, might've been six um, or maybe eight, but I think it was six. Uh, Cause I think it was still digital pictures, hundred percent digital pictures back then. Anyhow, um, the only other thing I ever went in there to go check out, like I waited to like, they couldn't get in early. And I tried because sometimes you can get in early, 
but uh, couldn't get in early, waited until they opened the doors and went straight in to see the Smith and Wesson governor, whatever year that came out. I don't remember. And I was just like, I've never done it before. I'm going to try to be the first one to get video of this. And then, you know, went and got a video. You know, my video is like three minutes long at the most. So I took a three minute video or whatever, had the person talk about it or whatever. And then I, I think I went to Crimson Trace or somebody I knew had a two story building. You know, they have the two story buildings in there. And they let me go up to their second floor because I figured I'd get Wi-Fi better. And they took a picture from up there. Yeah. But uh, And then I sent the video from up there so I didn't even have to walk up to Media Day or Media Room to uh, to po- upload it. And that was the only time I ever tried to do something first. I don't even remember. I mean, I might have got some views on it, but, you know, I never – nobody ever looks at my stuff for that kind of thing. So it was like 2018 or something or 17 or something. Well, whatever year the governor came out. So it wasn't like I was uh, the channel to go watch shot show videos from at that point or anything. But anyway, that was the only time I ever really did it. I can remember. Another another thing you remember is that you're cross promoting. For example, when I do stuff at Wanamaker, I make sure and tag Wanamaker Tulsa Arms Show. I tag you know at NRAM. I tag NSSF and Shot Show in my Instagram stuff. Uh, you're there to help promote your good use of hashtags and promoting that helps, you know, the promoters of the event and stuff like that. And, you know, kind of is your way of thanks for the media credentials and stuff like that. So help, help them out, help the people that you're, if you're at a booth, make sure and get their Instagram channel tagged or their YouTube channel tagged. And, uh, good use of hashtags and stuff like that. If you're going to be media, you learn the techniques of that. You will learn the first show I went to, my audio wasn't good. There are ways to get good audio. There are ways to get good pictures, have good equipment, you know, invest in decent equipment. Uh, you learn how to get good angles on videos and stuff like that, how to avoid getting people in the crowd shots and stuff like that. And, uh, Oh, speaking of that, let me interrupt you. I was going to ask before and I forgot. And I'm thought of it just now when you said that, was there anybody shooting a drone around in, uh, trigger con or taking pictures from drones? I mean, I didn't see any drones. I'm just curious. Put it that way. I would think that would have been an ideal place to do it. So hopefully maybe somebody did. I haven't went out and looked at a lot of the other videos that some of the other people have done. I know that Rainier Arms actually did some of their own videos out there and it's got some kind of interesting. Yeah, but places they're going to bring their own media people, right? And then oh yeah, yeah, they had their own media people there. It's like free commercial, right? Or free? What do you call that? Free actors for a commercial? Oh yeah, probably have everybody. Hey, let me, can you mind if we put you on our YouTube, sign this, what's that called? Or not a disclaimer, but sign this release. So for them, yeah, for them, that had to have been a completely different experience to not do it indoors, to actually have more of a range day event versus a trade show event like it would have been before. So different style of event, but uh, I believe it'd be something beneficial i'd like to see more stuff i love outdoor events like that especially live shooting events and stuff like that where they can not only talk about guns but here 
you want to shoot it? I mean, how great is that? Now, you know, you're at mercy of the weather. So, you know, there's always dangers in that. It could rain, you know, it could be cold. It could be extremely hot. It looked pretty and, nice, though, right? What's that? TriggerCon looked pretty nice, though, huh? Yeah, it was nice. Um, I know the first time I went to Range Day out at SHOT Show, I was amazed at just how cold it can be early in the morning in the desert. It's a a bring a jacket. It's like, really? Bring a jacket? Yes, bring a jacket. It is cold. And then it gets hot. So the range of temperatures out there, it goes from fairly chilly to fairly warm within that eight hours, 10 hours time or whatever that range day is. So you have to be prepared for changes in the weather. Also, you're going to be out in the sun. You're going to need sunblock. You're going to need a hat. You're going to need sunglasses. And uh, yeah, a lot of people live where there's got giant bodies of water that are giant temperature sinks that they don't think about. Keeps the ground and everything. The temperature keeps it pretty constant. And then they got shade trees keeping all their stuff from getting blasted by sun or let the heat get released into the air. Don't realize the desert is the extreme. It's cold and hot every day. Now, Tony's talking about, yeah, that first year we were at Tulsa. Yeah, you went out there expecting moderate temperatures and we wake up on Saturday morning and there's snow on the ground. (laughs) I can still remember. (laughs) Everybody's getting ready to go out the door on the first day of Wanamaker, and it's like, oh, my God, there's snow. We didn't bring jackets, you know. But something as simple as like a small parka that wads up, you know, like just a big square parka that wads up or pretty small, and then some kind of a jacket or something, so you got layers. And, right, so going back to my question about that kind of thing, like keeping – being aware of the extremes in temperature, sometimes you have to get experience it, I guess, to remember or to realize that it can happen. But uh, being prepared for that, a bunch of people stay home or stay at their hotel or don't decide to make the drive or whatever because of weather. And if you show up, it might you might have to endure weather. But oftentimes, those are the most memorable trips too. Oh yeah, for reasons adversity overcome as a group going together or. Just once you get there, the appreciation people give you for weathering through or getting through the weather and, right, like actually appreciating all the effort they put into it. And they still had to be there, even if it's raining or not, assuming it's open. But you know what I mean? Like sometimes or snow and stuff or even sometimes heat, you can be one of the few people that get the the benefits of their event when it's the extremes. So even though it's not perfect, sometimes it is kind of. I don't want to say better, but, you know, unique in its own way. Oh, yeah. You learn to bring something to keep you warm that you can easily shed, like you say, and maybe bring a backpack or something big enough to put it in once once it becomes warmer. Uh, You learn to bring a container of water that you can carry around with you in case you can't get to water, especially in the days of COVID where the water fountains weren't turned on, and that was your only... You know, your only option to get something to drink, you got to stay hydrated no matter what you do. 
Uh, even the indoor shows will wear you out. Uh, if they have places like Shot Show does where they have tables and stuff where you can go sit and rest, take advantage of that if you need to. Uh, some of your younger folks, they say they don't need to do that, but I think it's important to sit down every once in a while and just recharge your batteries. You know, not just recharge your batteries, which is another thing. If you're if you're walking around doing a lot of media stuff, taking videos and stuff, well, your phone's gonna, your phone battery's gonna die. You learn to carry battery packs and stuff like that, because getting to a plug-in for your charger may not be possible. You you know, carry spare batteries, carry stuff like that. If you're at an outdoor event like. I've had this happen at SHOT Show. In fact, last time I was there, at middle of the afternoon, my batteries died on my earmuffs. And I thought I had a spare set of batteries. I didn't. Luckily, the gun snob had some extra ones in his backpack. But carry extra batteries for stuff. Uh, battery-powered muffs, those batteries may not last through a whole day of uh, a range day. So, uh, the stuff you learn. I didn't want to interrupt you because those are a bunch of good points, but I, somewhere in there you made me think uh, when you said something about people that get in there and can run around and physically get through the whole thing without as much rest or whatever, either they're in shape or they're younger or whatever, or both. So think about the person that's not ambitious maybe or isn't in a big rush and or maybe just isn't as able to run through a big show or just be on their feet for that long. So they're going to sit down like you're talking about. Unless you fall asleep when you sit down, right? Or start reading a book or something. What are you doing when you're sitting there recharging? Either your phone or your body, right? You're looking around and you're paying attention to the show. And those people that are, because I've been both, those people that are running around getting as much done as possible, what are they focused on? Their watch, their appointments, the time, the watch, you know, video, 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 watch, how was that, you know, sound, audio, lighting, my watch, what's next, watch, did it work, you know, the end of the day, did it all work, what did I miss, you know, did that work out as good as I should have, you know, you're recapping, you're trying to do as much as you can, getting ready for the next day, you know, what lessons did I learn, battery's good, like you said, got to start worrying about tomorrow, because if you're doing it full speed, you're wearing out all your batteries, and you've got a lot of batteries, so now you got to recharge all those batteries, and you've got enough power places to charge all those batteries, you know, needing to charge batteries and able to charge batteries are two different things, so being able to appreciate the, what do you call it, like the, what you bring to the, the big picture as the person who's going slow and watching the show, right, you can bring a whole nother layer, a whole nother, uh, facet to an event by being able to comprehend and then what's the word like you're not going to have video unless you took video of standing there but imagine taking a couple of screenshots or pictures even i'm not saying screenshots pictures real life screenshots or pictures of uh you know the crowd or something and then make a video where you're just recollecting what it was like to sit there and what the people were like and what kind of conversations you heard as you run around doing stuff, you're going to hear a lot of conversations because you're running past people. But what happens when you sit at a gun show? Some people have done that. Some people have never done that before. But when you sit at a gun show, conversations go past you. It's really weird. Like yep. conversations kind of come and go as you're standing there and different conversations. And imagine that 
you could just literally sit there with a recorder at a gun show and let it record all the little pieces of information or conversations that go by. Be amazing. So I guess that's all I'm saying is that the people that are going fast, they're going to have a narrow view of a lot of stuff, but the people that are going slow are able to get a wide view of a big picture. And if you value that, then don't look at like what you're not doing, look at what you're bringing to the table. And I don't know which one's better or which one's more necessary, but both should be right. That's absolutely true. And it's a different experience. If you're at Wanamaker, other than if we have a media table, you might be able to sit there. You might not. A lot of people have to go outside to take breaks because there's not a lot of lounge area. If uh-huh. you're, if smoke. you're, yeah, a bunch of guns and gunpowder and stuff like that. But a lot of times you'll be mingling with vendors, public, and other creators out there. So that's interesting, the conversations you get into. And, in fact, the one time I actually bought a firearm at Wanamaker, I bought it while I was sitting outside on the bench. Somebody was walking into the show with uh, two shotguns, and I ended up buying one from them before they even got inside with it. So it's kind of a unique experience, but uh, you run into that. You get to talk to people. Now, if you're at uh, if you're at SHOT Show, you sit at a table, you know, especially if you go to like the press lounge or something like that, then you're around a bunch of other creators, everybody from the very big to some of the smaller ones. And you can you might end up sitting at a table with somebody you've heard of. I've met Guns and Gadgets when I was sitting at a table. I met Flying Rich just sitting at a table in the in the lounge, you know, drinking a cup of coffee and stuff like that. So people I, get the impression, I think, when you talk about because everybody who's on YouTube talks about the media room. Ninety nine percent of the media room is people nobody ever knew who they are because they're writers and mm-hmm. they're sitting around reading and they're mumbling to each other, or mumbling into a cassette recorder, but most of the people in the media room are writers, I think. And if they're not, they act like them because they're just sitting there looking at something, looking at their phone or reading on something on a piece of paper or something. And then, you know what I mean? They're, it's not like it's a bunch of YouTubers having a big family reunion every time. Sometimes that happens. I'm sure, obviously, that must happen. But for the most part, it's a bunch of people who don't know each other. Just making that... Uh, observation i guess so uh single shots out there want me to send him a link i thought let me see yeah he got a link in his email i'm wondering if he wants me to send it to him on his phone uh i also noticed he uh joined the uh youtube channel members again thank you um start out yellow and then eventually go to green is there something after green or do you know orange and red i think green is the longest time green is over a year i believe i think the more i don't know how many members you got i think i have 10 now so whenever i got to six it gave me more and i think it said when you get to 12 or something it's like a weird number but you i get think i got numbers. 17 or something like that oh, me. so you get more numbers or you get more images right when you yeah get you more get more images or more slots for images right 
Let's see. I gotta figure out. I gotta send him. Let's see. Bear with me, single shot here. I'm trying to figure out how to do this. So if you in the audience bear with me for one moment while I try to figure out something that should be fairly simple. <laughs> Let's see. Message. There we go. That should work. We'll see if this works anyway. All right. So you really, should have I, that. Yeah. Click on, what is it? Share over here. And you can click on billion different things I've never even heard of before. A million of them. This one's literally in a different language, right? High five, YCOP, dig, mixy, neighbor, skyrocket, Skype I've heard of. Mm -hmm. Right? All these different things. Why don't I let you put a phone number in there and go click and then it goes to a text to somebody. Is that impossible for YouTube to figure out? I don't understand that at all. Twenty twenty you can't put a phone number in there. Do you think they because it would be like, oh, great way to get to know somebody's phone number. G-Webs has figured out some of the cool little emoticons that's available to channel members out there. I've got my Sarge and my obnoxious one and Gun Snob and even me. What's that? How'd you get that Sarge one? Um... I believe it or not, I photoshopped that out of a picture I took of him at NRAM. <laughs> Is that just an image then? Yeah, that's an actual picture of him. Oh, man. I thought it was a cartoon. No, it's an actual yeah. image. Now, that cartoon of me, you should recognize because you okay. created that. But then Snobs is just an emoticon or whatever? Yeah, it's a iPhone emoticon. So is Obnoxious, I believe. No, he yeah. had made, didn't he? Or he drew it or something? Yeah, that may be Yeah, his channel logo. Now, that one of me, I actually added a microphone to the front of it. After you drew that, I mm-hmm. kind of took a... I took a picture of my microphone and kind of digitized that and put it in, in front of that logo so it looks like me talking... Kind of a me doing a live stream, so if mm-hmm. you will. Single Shot has joined us. Good morning, afternoon. Yes, so. Can you hear me? And we can't hear single shot at the moment. Hopefully he can hear us. Tony said, funny thing, my missus hates crowded rooms, but loved Wanamaker. Hmm. Rob D's out there. He says, is it morning already? No, I'm hearing you. We can hear you now. I bet you know why, because it's not, it doesn't seem like a room. It sounds like, it seems like you're just in a crowd of people outside because it's, there's no ceiling, you know, how big it is. You know, there's many people around. I never felt like I was, I couldn't just book in a direction. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's plenty of room there. Yeah. Sometimes the toughest part of Wanamaker is navigating through the crowds when it gets really busy, like on Saturday usually right after lunch or so when there's a sea of people in there. Sometimes it can be kind of slow trying to walk from one end to the other because there's so many people in there. Okay. I've got a bunch of these different apps that pay uh, you to do stuff. Can you hear me, guys? I'm not hearing you. Yeah, yeah I hear- can hear you. But he's not hearing us, I guess. I can type that yeah, he's having some troubles. I'm having trouble hearing it over the uh, headset. 
I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> I'm putting in there that we hear them. Yeah. Has anybody heard of Neon Burst drink? I have not. I found this place where they pay you to do stuff, like go to a store and take pictures of the pickles and things like that. <laughs> the one now is you get paid seven bucks to go buy at a specific store, go buy Neon Burst. And it is some sort of um, sparkly water with 8% alcohol. Or so I think it's like a girl drink or a sports drink. Or I don't know what it is, but 8% alcohol. Drink. Would you go pay, get, would you go drink a can of whatever and probably fill out a survey on the display at the store and the, you know, quality of the drink for seven bucks? Hmm. That's interesting. Seeing as I don't drink many alcoholic drinks, I don't know on that particular one if I would or not. See, I'm debating if it's one of these things, like if I don't take these things, are they never going to feed me a better one? Or, you know what I mean? But I don't really want to drive halfway across town to get paid seven bucks to drink something I don't want to drink either. But uh, I figure if I got to go drive somewhere, now I can look at that thing and go, oh, okay, I got to go over there anyway. Now I get paid seven bucks to stop at this store and... Uh, by whatever it is. Hmm. Rob D's out there, and he says I'd buy an orange juice with the cash. I think you got to buy it first. Provide proof you bought it before they pay you. I don't, not sure how that works. It's, but I'm. It's what do they call that? Um, secret shopping essentially. So yeah, they're going to want like a picture of the receipt. I'm sure, and then maybe a picture of the display. It's a way that they can monitor, you know, the whatever it's called, marketing. It's kind of neat. Yeah, I suppose that's a way of getting their product out there and stuff like that, so. My thing is I'm trying to get another phone and then I'm going to put all these apps on that phone so that's not on my phone that I have a phone service with so that whenever it sneaks into my phone and does whatever it's going to do, it's effectively on a phone that only can connect to Wi-Fi, so it's not a phone. Does that right. make sense? On an actual telephone. It's just a whatever phone device. Mystery so, shopping, essentially. Mystery shopping. So while... It's a pretty fun gig. You get to just go do stuff. It's stuff I wouldn't normally do. I don't normally go to Five Guys. and I really enjoy eating fast food, but for 15 bucks, I'll go eat fast food once a month. I could do it way more than that, too. I could probably go there about every four days. I could probably do it every day if I drove around. But I can't eat that kind of fast food that often. I've only been to Five Guys once in my entire life. It's all right. The fries are really good. Yeah. That Mike, like, Mike, no, like Mike is saying, it seems like a lot for seven bucks. But like I say, if I'm already going somewhere, that's my thing, is if I'm going to try to figure this out. Like, if I got to go across town to go someplace, then if I can hit two of these places and eat lunch for free and get paid, come home, fill out three surveys, and see if it's worth it or not. In my case, it wouldn't be difficult at all. I mean, I have a liquor store literally a few blocks from me. My whole town isn't that big. I could be there and back in 15 oh, no. minutes. This is, this is like they want us, this is a, maybe a specific store. So, I mean, I Oh, okay. This is like go to this store and buy it. It's when you buy the five guys, it's go to this store at this time, like a window of like four hours. 
because they want to see what that shift is doing at that shift timing or whatever. Um, but the neon thing is go to like, there's five stores in town I could do it at. It's not worth it in my van to drive to them. It would cost more in gas than it would, you know, to collect them all. Plus I'd have to drink them. That's true. Or not. But like I said, if I'm driving right past the place, that's why I got it on my phone. And I want to find out, I haven't gotten it because I don't want to attach it to my phone yet. So I haven't totally attached it to my phone. Whenever I attach it to my phone, it's more of a map thing. And it goes, oh, you're here? Here, take pictures of these pickles while you're in there. Look at the Doritos and take 10 pictures of the Doritos for us. And then you get eight bucks for that, seven bucks for this, two bucks for that. So that's what I'm hoping that if I go, let's say I go to a store to go shopping, if I can flip this app on and do a whole bunch of pictures for them, if all I got to do is the pictures, if I got to do like an hour worth of survey on each one, that ain't worth it. But I got to see. Well, that's when I get some kind of, oh, you know, it would be great. Get a kind of, what do they call that? Secret shop, the those little scooters that you'd see all around. I don't know if Bobby, you, if they got them, but in Tucson, those little scooters are everywhere now. So yeah, I could secret shop a scooter. <laughs> there you go. So uh, real quick, while Rob D's out in the audience, I want to tell you about a little venture of his we call RNL Displays. RNL Displays creates beautifully handcrafted wooden firearm display kits that give you endless options to display your firearms in different ways. With an interchangeable magazine design, you can effortlessly go from a wall mount firearm display to a desk or table stand. Also now available are pistol display stands. All products are handcrafted in New York, USA. So remember, visit rndldisplays.com. So we like to help. Uh, we like to help out uh, people that support our channel. So uh, yeah, definitely. If you're into firearm displays, uh, check out rndldisplays.com and use code GizzardGary for fifteen percent off your order. And keep Rob D busy. So you can get some nice American-made uh, firearms displays, either for your pistols or your long guns. Uh, definitely support them. I have a couple of those myself. They're great. I recommend them. I've got a little tiny one, even, that a little keychain is hanging off of sitting on my desk. So they make big ones and they make little ones. I'll bet you didn't know. A lot of you didn't know that they have little tiny RNL displays like this. But look at that. They got them for Glocks. <laughs> Everybody ought to have one of those. So, uh, anyway, yeah. got uh, We're in the last half hour, everybody. So if we got any last minute things we want to discuss before we get off here. Oh, I'm sorry. Those, what was that? The rest of the day, he's gonna be getting phone calls for those, probably. <laughs> uh, DM Foss, he says, I was having trouble sleeping at night. I bought an RNL display and now I sleep like a baby. And just think you paid for Rub to probably buy another salad or two, so uh, that's always a good thing, but uh. Yeah, you can get them in all different uh, colors and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, he's probably going to get a ton of orders for these. I don't know if he has those on his website or not. 
I just happened to happen to come by one of these, but uh, they are definitely unique. But uh, yeah, so RNL Displays and GearWebsites.com. You should buy something from both of them. Uh, see, Rob D said I was never given a plastic one, so I made my own miniature one out of wood. Can I sue this dude for making his own miniature display? Because I already ripped it off and made a plastic one of it. Uh, did you bother to copyright it or trademark it or whatever? I feel like after the fact, I would have if I have known. So, yes. <laughs> uh, John Z says, uh, sport Rob D so Rob can send salads to Rick. Yeah, you should do that, definitely. Uh, let's see. What in the world is that? Okay. So, uh, anyway, 25 minutes left in the chat. We're getting close to the end, folks. You got anything you want to discuss? Get it out there. We still got some time. Remember the shows we got coming up later today? We get things like, uh, we get things like Georgia trapping and fishing. After this show, we've got, Foreign and Domestic with a Scottish-American later today. Locked and Loaded Latinos maybe later on today. And uh, this week Unloaded on the Unloaded Media Channel even later this evening. So uh, uh, support some of those other people who uh, who are friendly to the channel and stuff like that. Check out, uh, if you've got uh, friends of yours that do live streams you want us to help promote them, let me know what they are. We'll do what we can. We like to help other people out. I've had other people, for example, on my Friday night show, I've gotten a lot of help from the Yankee Marshal that I didn't even know was coming, but people would leave messages to him that my show was coming up right after his was over, and he'd put the message out for people to go to my channel. And uh, on my... uh, on my Friday night show, I'm doing a link up to G Web's weekly 2A wrap up. So, oh yeah, I was going to talk about that. Thanks for that. What do you do? Do you do something? Because I got a message that said a bunch of Gizzards people are showing up. It's like a just like a one of those um, polls, or like if you pin a message, it's like that blue thing in the te- in the chat in the. Te- oh really? I didn't know how that worked. But you go into your creator studio after you create your live stream, you set it up, you go in there. And uh, in Creator Studio, let's see. Let me go into Creator Studio because I can't remember exactly what it says. You go into, well, they call it YouTube Studio, of course, now. But uh, in your content, you bring up your live stream that's coming up. And you go in like you're going to edit it, which gives you the details. If you click on Customization... It's got stream customization, and then you have an option that says redirect. It says redirects allow you to keep viewers engaged across multiple events. Add a live stream or premiere for people to watch after yours ends. And you just just click add, and then I search for your stream that's coming up after mine. And so it does a redirect. So as soon as my stream's over, it redirects my audience over to you. So if there's something coming up right after your show, you can actually redirect the audience over there. So it's kind of a nice way to cooperate with somebody. 
who's doing stuff like that. And I just discovered that a week or two ago, so I thought I'd try it last Friday. Evidently, that worked out pretty well. So Yeah, that's super cool. Thank you. So, yeah, that's something. If, you, if you've got somebody that's coming up right after your live stream, try that sometime. It's a pretty neat option. I didn't even know it was out there. So uh, I've just been posting it into the thing, thinking that just putting it in my what, feed or my text message, I figured that would be what it was. I didn't realize you have to go in there and fiddle with it, so I'll do that. Well, I mean, I had been doing that for the longest time, just telling people, you know, after this show, go to blah, blah, blah. But it does a lot more if you do a redirect. It actually has them go directly from as soon as you end, I guess it takes them into yours, which is kind of cool. Oh, it like literally picks them up and moves them. I guess so. I mean, I've never actually been in the audience end of it, but. When you are watching a live stream and you don't, if you're not sitting there watching it and it ends and you walk away or whatever and you come back, it's going to go to something else. Like it's an auto, whatever that's called. Like it, it moves on to the next thing. So it makes sense that if you put something there, it'll go to the deliberately to the one you want. That's a very like, neat option. If you've got something or if you've got a video that you want, as soon as you watch this, you want it to go immediately to another video. You can do that too. So kind of a neat Kind of a neat option to have out there, especially if you've got somebody that you partner with, for example. Uh, you know, you can kind of work with each other. So, well, it's good for your channel, too, because YouTube likes it when you keep people on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Go. Yeah. I, that's one thing I have learned working with. YouTube creators is if you've got friends that do this, which most everybody does. I mean, I consider all of you my friend. We help promote each other's stuff in this community. We don't discourage people from going to this stream or that stream. You know, it's like watch everybody's stuff. And uh, I'm all for promoting other people's channels, other people's broadcast and stuff like that. So, uh and if you've got somebody you partner with that's, you know, good close friends like that, you can share stuff like that and kind of set up something. And that's another thing talking about stuff like SHOT Show, NRAM and stuff like that. If you've got other creators that you work with, travel with like I do, as most of you know, I travel with the Gun Snob and Obnoxious One and Sarge. And we will oftentimes team up together and go to a particular place, like, for example, at last year's SHOT Show, Sarge lined up an interview for me with GOA. He said, why don't you go interview GOA? And this was kind of a last-minute, last-day thing. And uh, I had already put all my gear up because we were about ready to leave. He says, "He says, I'll tell you what. He says, you hand me your phone. No, he's, he said, you can use my camera and use my mics. And he said, I'll... I'll uh, film the entire thing, video the entire thing, whatever, and then I'll give it to you once it's all said and done. So that's what you call cooperation. Uh, he did all the work, and basically all I had to do was be on-air talent, quote-unquote, so to speak. He gave it to me to put on my channel, and it's great when somebody else can hold the camera maybe you know, and uh, do stuff like that. And uh, it's, or help you line up an interview with somebody. 
if you've got people you can cooperate with, you can do so much more. Uh, it's just great to have people who can help you out and who you can help them out. I've helped out snob at Wanamaker before and stuff like that, held cameras or try to keep people. Sometimes at Wanamaker, for example, you've got to get a distance from the booth to get a good view, and people will walk right in front of your camera. I've had it happen a number of times. If you've got somebody who can block, <laughs> I'm not kidding. They just stand in the way so people can't walk in front of your camera or you try to keep them away. That's great. So, yeah, having friends who can be there with you, if you can team up with somebody, it's awesome. So, yeah, that's another aspect of going to these shows and stuff like that. If you can go with somebody else and have some kind of help, it's a good deal. You can help them and they can help you. So, uh, or if you can't find something, it's like, have you seen such and such? Yeah, it's over on this aisle past there. It's like, oh, okay. Because you got all these maps at NRAM, at SHOT Show. You've got these online apps. You've got huge maps. But sometimes it takes forever to find this place. And, uh, yeah, so. Well, you've already brought it up, but I was going to bring that up before, too. Um, I didn't make a note of it, so I forgot it. But the uh, idea that the people that accomplish the most at these things are often part of a team. So, you know, once you go to one of these things or whatever, um, you start to see what the potential is. You can do it as strategy by yourself, or you can do strategy with other people. And there's so many ways to accomplish stuff with a group of people. Uh, you're kind of describing three people that are kind of all doing the same thing encouraging and assisting each other but then there's also the idea of like playing zones or whatever i don't know sports enough but um back in the olden days because of the way speed of technology was and everything um and people adapt into each other's tech tactics and stuff there would be the person stationed in the media room who was editing and stuff i mean they kind of still do that now sometimes but uh you know what i mean there where somebody is a runner and they're just facilitating everybody else. You got a couple of people out with cameras doing their thing in different ways and sometimes in groups, but then that kind of thing you just described there, there's a bunch of people that go out and one person is doing this gig the whole day and the other person is holding the camera and doing this the whole day. And then maybe a third person is dealing with sound and something else the whole day. That group of three people is going to accomplish a lot different than one person trying to do the job of all three by themselves, even if they've got three or four other people like themselves out there together. And that's different than the person doing all that by themselves, period. Oh yeah. Plus you've got backups. For example, if your battery, your battery all of a sudden quit working or something, somebody else might have another one. They can help you out. Or like my first time at Wanamaker, <clears throat> I was at JM Davis and Night Strike was wanting to go along with the crowd and uh, record the video as we got the walkthrough tour. He said, I don't have a tripod with me. Well, I happen to have an extra tripod in my backpack. So I said, I've got a little travel tripod here you can borrow. And that helped him out so much. Just, you know, somebody had an extra tripod or something like that to allow him to do what everybody else was doing. So, uh, 
you know, to be able to share stuff, to have this extra, extra thing or extra hand. And then when you travel with groups like I do, you not only attend the show together, but if you stay together with them, you're all editing video at night, sitting at a table with your laptops. And, uh, you know, do you have so-and-so's phone number? Did you get a business card from this company? You know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, or you need to go have an interview with this company because they did an interview with me. You ought to go see them tomorrow and stuff like that. A lot of that kind of back and forth going on. I got to jump out. Sorry to jump out right in the last couple of minutes, but uh, I've got something else I got to do. But uh, okay. thank you each week and uh, happy fifth. And uh, thank you. All right. So thanks to uh, gun websites. Uh, and here I am as I started the show by myself in the last 10 minutes. So uh, we'll keep going here as best we can. <clears throat> we still have 22 people out there in the audience. Thank you very much. Uh, single shot still having trouble with this phone. I'm sorry about that. Uh, G. Webb's put out a link for his 2A on Instagram last week. Although that's coming up later. Okay. So he's got he's got a stream coming up here soon. All right. So everybody should definitely check that out. So uh what else is going on, everybody? Let us know. Got a few more minutes to go yet. Don't be shy out there. Okay, so uh, give me one moment while I do something on my end real quick. I'm going to try to keep talking here. Okay. So, yes, uh, G-Webs does have that. That is coming up right after my show here in about 10 minutes. 2A on Instagram last week. And so uh, make sure and check that out. Rob D says, I've got shorts up from Rod of Iron and have videos on the way if anyone is interested. So I'm going to bring up something real quick. I'm going to, if I can, let me get this set up. I'm going to share this with you while I step away for a second. I don't know how well you can hear me. I don't have a lapel mic on, so sound might suck. So, uh, anyway, I'm out here with uh, the gun snob. He's right over here next to me. There he is. And uh, we've been shooting a little bit. He just gun cares out there. Hi, Rod. How are you? I'm with uh, gun snob here. We're at TriggerCon 2022. A uh, little bit of shooting going on in the background. Hopefully you can hear me. Um, nice day. Beautiful right now. Probably mid-50s, around 60 degrees, I'd say. Sun's coming out. Uh, we got 
some shooting going on in the background. I'll give you a little bit of a shot of all the vendors out here. We are at what's called the general purpose range. Ah, Sarge is out there. I see uh, gun team pacifist is out there. Sarge wants to know what is Yeah, chaotic canines out there. Yeah, we're just enjoying the uh, weather and a few things going on here. And uh, a lot of fun so far. There's not a whole lot of people out here, but uh, get the camera off the snob, please. Well, unfortunately, the contract says I have to put him on every once in a while, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Patrick Lathion is out there. He says, I hear freedom. Yeah, there's plenty of that going on around here. Shot some guns today. Uh, shot a binary trigger. Shot some full auto. A uh, little bit of suppressed. Five, five, six. Yeah, all kinds of fun out here. So, Sarge says, hashtag jealous. Well, wish you were here. Uh, this happens to be real convenient for us. Okay, let's see. Sorry about that. Can you hear me? I'm having trouble here. Hold on one moment. All right, so uh, I guess my audio is working. For a while there, I thought my mic wasn't working. So anyway, hey, I had to step away for just a moment. As you can imagine, use your imagination on a four-hour live stream. Why well, I'd have to step away for a minute or two. But <laughs> anyway, uh, Chris Lang says, thanks for the show today and all the hard work you put in. It doesn't go unnoticed. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, yeah, Rob says, I've got shorts up from Rod of Iron and have videos on the way if anyone is interested. Yes, definitely check those out. Uh, I would like to see that, so I will definitely check that out. Uh, let's see. Mike White says it would take me longer. <laughs> yeah. uh, Buck says sounds good. So hopefully everybody's got fun planned for this Sunday. I know as far as football goes, my Chiefs don't play, I believe, until tomorrow night. So I don't have to worry about watching a Chiefs game today. And I've got my housework done pretty much, so I'm going to be taking it easy most of this afternoon. Maybe I'll consume some YouTube content rather than being on air. I'll actually be off air watching. I'll definitely check out some of uh, Rob's shorts. That sounded bad, checking out Rob's shorts. <clears throat> His short videos. How about that? That sounds much better. Uh Anyway, so uh, lots to look forward to. Uh, hopefully you guys have a, a pleasant Sunday plan, maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, have some fun, fun things to do. Go spend some time with friends, maybe, or have a nice lunch or dinner or something like that. Hope everybody gets a chance to. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> Rob's got a grin on his face there. I thought you'd enjoy that. Anyway, so uh, 
Well, let's go ahead and tie things up. I would like to, as I always do, thank everybody out there in the audience, whether you watched on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch. I appreciate you being out there. Everybody who was on the panel today and everyone who was out there in the audience contributing in the text chat. I appreciate it. You guys are all part of the show and make this worth doing. So uh, enjoyed it as always. Thanks to everybody out there who are uh, patrons on patreon.com as I've been joined let you see who's joined me up here at the mic. My cat and channel partner, George Grayson Cat, is coming in for a last-minute appearance. All right. So anyway, <laughs> I'll try to talk over him as best I can because he's right in between me and the mic. But uh, thanks to my patrons on Patreon.com and my YouTube channel members for their support of the channel. I really appreciate it. So... Uh, don't forget to watch the shows that are coming up later today that I've talked about. And always remember, uh, let's see, let me remember to tell you that Foul Territory, of course, next week, Friday, 9 p.m. Central Time, and the Early Bird Chat Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Central. So remember, Triggerfish45 says time for the bonus hour. Now, I don't think I can do that. But anyway, uh Always remember that uh, what I say, that if anyone tries to infringe on your right to keep and bear arms, as George would say here, give them the bird. This is Gizzard Gary. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great Sunday. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Early Bird Chat is a production of Gizzard Gary Productions and is streamed live every Sunday at 9 a.m. Central Time on YouTube Facebook, and Twitch, and later released as an audio podcast on Apple Podcast, Podbean, Google Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Listen Notes, Samsung, and Podchaser. For more information, please visit our website at gizzardgary.com dot com